0: Bring through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my God, what's gonna happen? Breaking down the week's news and rumors. Oh my God, my he the Spanish announce table. Spanish announce table.
1: (laughs) Not to be confused with the Mexican card table.
0: Backstory for you uh, unaware listeners. (laughs) Speaking with uh, one of our program directors here at the station. Heard a promo we ran for this show called the Spanish announce table. And he said, oh yeah, yeah, I heard that. The Mexican card table or... It's like,
1: yeah. It's (laughs) It's Spanish announce table, but But Mexican card table, that's a close
0: second. Yeah, so I hope you're, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network at trendingtopicsnetwork.com, and you, the listener, are in for a treat. You're in for two treats.
1: Yeah, man, this is what, you know what, we've done how many shows now? This is what, episode 12? 12. 12. This, by far, is my favorite episode. Oh, man. And, and you know, we've done some really cool things. The, the, the interview we had with Justin Appleberry was amazing. Great. Great insight to, you know, the independent wrestler, that kind of deal. But, man. Our pay-per-view
0: we, view picks are fun. Pay-per-view
1: picks are always fun. Uh-huh.
0: I'm great every time you're, you know.
1: I'm average at yeah, best.
0: Yeah, at best.
1: You know, I get really upset when we mention Hornswoggle.
0: Hornswoggle.
1: Green Bay did suck that the one Green week.
0: Green Bay did suck.
1: But, man, tonight, you, you get a great insight on... One aspect of pro wrestling that I don't think is talked about at all, we have uh-huh. uh, Martin Thomas, Martin Thomas, who's a uh, pro wrestling referee for the last decade. Oh yeah, and eleven then, years I think he yeah. told me. Yeah. And then you have one of the best going today in WWE superstar, former world heavyweight champion, Dolph Ziggler.
0: So yeah, got we, him for a whole segment.
1: Yeah, twelve Sit minutes. Down. Yeah. We got a good one-two punch. Yeah, We've we pre-recorded
0: got, this earlier. We're going to put it at the end of the show, so you have to listen through the rest. I mean, ah. it's a podcast. You can yeah. fast forward if you want to.
1: But check us out. Yeah, we'd Tell like for you Tell us what to, you think. Yes. So, yeah. man, but we hit you with a great one-two punch of great insight to... I really think you'll learn something with Martin Thomas. I learned a lot. You know, uh, the referee spot is kind of overlooked, which is understandable. You're there. You're not paying a ticket to see Earl Hebner. You're, you're there to see... Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, or whoever that is. So you get to really learn what the ref does, where the ref learns his craft. And then, like I said, with Dolph Ziggler, we hit him with our Cinco Proleguntes. And uh, really good insight on him too. It really you get a better understanding of why Dolph Ziggler is Dolph Ziggler. So uh, really great episode. This one so far, my favorite episode we've done. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a good one. And But we start off with... We start off... With headlines.
0: With headlines. Our news, our wrestling news. Are you ready? I am. Are you ready? Triple H? Yeah. Oh. Wow. That's how he does that. Yes, he does. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of his shtick for a while. Yeah, his gimmick. Yeah. All right. News. <laughs> the 12-step horseman.
1: <laughs> yeah? Yes.
0: WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair reportedly just finished a stint in a WWE-supported session of rehab. WWE reportedly requested Flair attend rehab after his appearance during SummerSlam week at the WWE 2K14 video game press conference, which we all know the story there. Mm -hmm. WWE does have a history of paying for rehab for any present or former talents. Flair is reportedly now taking bookings once again with an asking price of $15,000 per appearance.
1: You know...
0: You'd
2: pay it.
1: Well, here's my thought process, I guess you could say. Is one, if you're a struggling promotion, you know, you're not going to pay that. That's way too much money. Well, right, yeah. On the other hand, though, it's Rick freaking Flair. I also
0: got to wonder, I mean, is he setting it so that knowing there's going to be some finagling? Right. Okay. Negotiable. Okay, you'll give me 10, but you're also going to stock the liquor cabinet, right? right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So... But I mean, good for Flair to to still try to go out there and and make appearances. You know, some people will will just cower away and okay, I may I messed up. I need to get my life together. I'm not. He needs done. to
0: do so. You know, I heard X-Pac on the uh, Stone Cold podcast, mm-hmm. um, and he mentioned that him Hall and Nash are going over to England right now. They're doing a, that Nash booked just a bunch of Q and A sessions. Yeah, Flair, you can make money off of that. You can't ask fifteen thousand for that, right? But you don't have to take a bump. You don't have yeah. to blade yourself like mm-hmm. you've been doing forever and trying to run the road, mm-hmm. which just leads to drinking and stuff. I mean, yep. like, I mean, you're still running the road doing that. But I mean,
1: yeah, you could go out there. Some of that. Yeah, you could go out there and before you know, local promotion starts their show an hour before you you get to pay you know the the fan pays an extra twenty bucks a ticket to listen to Ric Flair just talk.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Right.
1: You know, one aspect the of... The stories alone. Well, one thing that I thought uh, Mike Tyson has been doing really well is that one-man show.
0: Yes. Now, oh, man, you know, Flair could do it. A-
1: yeah. You know, I don't think he could get to the level where Mike Tyson was. No, you know, yeah. But he could go around to little, small venues. You know, here in Kansas City, we have the Midland. Yeah. Which holds about two to three thousand, he could go there and yes. get twelve hundred people. And he's going
0: to get a lot of even non-wrestling fans because people that used to be way back in the day, yeah. they know Ric Flair. Right. That's a name they know. Yeah. To the non-actual like active wrestling yeah. fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was still active in wrestling yeah. as of what two thousand nine. Because I mean, you if
0: know? you say wrestling to somebody, they'll be like, "Oh, like that Hulk Hogan, John yeah. Cena, Steve Austin." You'll still get, oh, the Ric Flair, man, way, yeah, yeah. I used to love Ric Flair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I think, you know, that would be one avenue he should uh, look into if I'm giving him advice, yeah. you know, the greatest wrestler of all
0: time. I just, uh, you, the rehab, you think it sticks?
1: I sure hope so.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope so, but, you know. History would.
1: It, it's uh, kind of like his marriages. You think that sticks, too? Yeah, well, you know? yeah. So, who knows?
0: Yeah, something got stuck. <laughs> Brains versus brawn let me hear it. WWE commentators have been discussing the petition started by NXT superstar Xavier Woods that requests WWE re-sign the big show. This is reportedly because WWE wants to bring Xavier to the main roster. WWE feels Woods is a good ad, uh, addition to the roster for PR and publicity purposes because he has a master's degree and is currently working on a doctorate. All right?
1: I, know, I mean. That's what
0: I felt when I heard it.
1: I mean, look, Kofi Kingston is a very well educated, you know, bright young man. Yes. Guess how many titles he's held as far as world championships? Uh huh. So. And you know what? I saw
0: Consequences Creed in TNA. Yeah. And I didn't. uh, Yeah. I've seen some NXT with Xavier Woods, and I don't.
1: I'm not. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. it's... You're going to
0: bring him up over Sami Zayn, and you're going to bring him up over. Cassius Ono. Yes. You know, I mean, come on. Because the guy's smart.
1: There's a lot of smart guys. That doesn't mean you're a good wrestler. Look, Stone Cold. I'm not a wrestler. Right. I'm smart. Well, I think I'm smart, but that doesn't mean I'm a good wrestler. And (laughs) look at at the great minds of the business. No offense to the Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I don't think he's going to be getting a doctorate any day soon, and he's the greatest draw of all time. You know what I mean? With wrestling, similar to, well, almost like any profession, you have to be that. You know what I mean? You know, you can't just walk in and be like, you know what I could do really great? Teach. Teach. Why not? Yeah. Hey, I'm pretty smart. I can
0: write a thesis like a <laughs> <Yeah>. motherfucker. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, so <laughs> I don't think the whole, hey, smart, so let's bring him up, when guys It'll like you It'll make us said, look good. Yeah, yeah, like like you said, Sami Zayn is just I, working tails I think tails the whole thing off. is
0: they think that'll give people a, a good impression that are from the outside.
1: Yeah. You know
0: what? I'm seriously, if I'm looking down upon professional wrestling, because I think it's terrible and I'm not a fan, I don't watch it, mm-hmm. I think it's bad, and you're like- well, but this guy is working on a doctorate. I'll be like, oh, that's nice. What's he doing there?
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not yeah, gonna think David better. Of, they're
0: not gonna think better of the program. They're gonna think, why is that smart guy Right. Because they have their own yep. bad opinions of exactly. it. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. A guy I think of is David Otunga. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Harvard lawyer. Harvard lawyer. You know, and that's a funny or not funny, but that's a good gimmick for him. But that doesn't make. You know my cousin who hates pro wrestling like it anymore. Yeah, exactly. So. It doesn't
0: make him impressed. And it with doesn't
1: it. make it David Otunga. It doesn't make David Otunga any better. Yeah. He's not a champion. Yeah. Now. It doesn't
0: make him more worthy right. of the of the roster spot right. than anybody else. Yeah. Now hiring.
1: Yes, I'm interested.
0: WWE is now hiring for a supervising producer for the WWE Network. The supervising producer will be responsible for overseeing creative and production on all original series content for the network. So they're still pushing forward with the network. Ah, uh,
1: <laughs> sure they are. <sighs> uh, you know, I feel like this is their. I'm,
0: I'm glad they're taking their time now, as opposed to the the rush that they seemed to be in earlier. Yeah. They were talking like, "Hey, it's going to be ready in March." In yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I'm still really interested in it. You know. Yeah i think it's a great idea would you
0: pay for it would you pay for it as premium content
1: to the tier of a showtime hbo level yeah
0: how it- much would you pay if they told you you were going to get every pay-per-view for it, on it would you pay 15 a month
1: oh yeah oh I t- yeah i'd pay 15 a month easy you what know-
0: about every pay-per-view except the big four Still fifteen a month? Mhm. Yeah. I would too.
1: Yeah, because then I mean, there's so many, there's so much wrestling content that they own that I would still be interested on a Tuesday night if I get to see, for example, you know, the ECW pay-per-view from '99. You you get what I'm saying? Or the Monday Night Wars from '97. Or even go back to the '80s that I'm not you, even familiar
0: with. Here's here's the thing. They charge you fifteen dollars a month. Mhm. Or twelve months, you're spending 180 bucks. Easy. Three pay-per-views. Yep. If, if you give me all the pay-per-views, mm-hmm. even WrestleMania, you tell me, I'm not likely to buy three pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, I'm now, not. Now, the
0: problem is, there is some people. I mean, they have hundreds of thousands of buys every time. Mm-hmm. Those people are all going to be like, You're right. doing this. So, do they got to combat that? I mean, does it kill their pay-per-view business at that point?
1: I think it would. And I think you would probably see the WrestleMania per buy go up to, I think it's $70 right now. You'd probably see it at 120
0: What if know? they did it... At the pay-per-views, a week later, abridged version. Maybe the next night, an abridged version of it.
1: I don't know. That that's difficult for for them to do, cause I, you know, cause then you just go, well, I'll, I'll watch that, and then whatever I don't get, I'll just YouTube. You know.
0: Maybe what if they? they yeah, I wonder if it will give you the big four only. I
1: don't, know. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, at yeah, any rate. But the network is interesting, and the original content I'm somewhat interested in. The thing about the original content, which I've heard, is like the WWE house where they're going to do a reality show. It's pro the wrestling. house that right. they've already shot. Yeah, but it's like, uh, first off, I know pro wrestling's fake. And I know Vince McMahon. Wait, yeah, true. <laughs> but I know that Vince McMahon What's up with that? <laughs> has his fingers in every single part of the WWE universe, so he's gonna control what you see. Yeah. So the original content, as far as like the reality shows, I'm not interested in because I won't even see the real guy. I'll see the character in a reality show. I'll see Zach Ryder still doing the "Hey, bro" on yeah. Legends House or whatever. And I didn't whatever.
0: have. High hopes when I was thinking about every other outside thing that WWE has tried to do in well. But their film department is doing better and better each time. Every time they have a financial thing, they've been improving. So, I mean, I think they're smart if they hire other people that know what they're doing with TV networks. I'm going to hire somebody that knows what they're doing with TV networks to run the TV network and get it off the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: The only thing where you need a a wrestling
0: guy is... Oh, you need some wrestling in there to maintain the the theme and the brand right. in it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where I'm interested in it is, I I'm just I always love watching old time wrestling, and I don't really care to, you know, get out the uh, the DVD collection and, and you know search through and go what do I what am I into? I want to just flip on and holy crap it's Vengeance from 2006. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I remember this match. You yeah. know the the spontaneous. Yeah, it'd be fun if like
0: they ran in succession the entire backlog of uh, uh Smoky Mountain wrestling right. you know on you Saturdays or whatever like so you can follow along every day and yeah. follow the storylines and stuff I remember cool. one
1: thing like on the Mid South Wrestling DVD that I thought was really cool is they had a 6 man tag and it was the Wild Samoans and Ernie Ladd versus Junkyard Dog Dusty Rhodes and Andre the Giant if i get home from wow. work, yeah and if i get home mm. uh, you know from work at 4.30, and I just happen to flip that on. I'm gonna watch it,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: But I might forget about it if it's on the, the second disc of a DVD yeah, that I exactly. haven't watched yeah. in a year. Yeah, yeah. That's where the you network know what? I, that's for me, why I hate is those DVDs.
0: Appealing. I wind up not watching, yeah, the match discs, right? And I should, and I know I'm like, man, those would be great matches to watch, but once I've watched the entire, the actual, you know, yeah. story DVD, then I'm kind of like, okay, I'm done with this now, yeah. But if I'm channel surfing or I'm coming home for the night and I'm like, all right. Gonna go to bed in two hours. What am I gonna watch? There's nothing on.
1: That's where the network is interesting for me. Is those old DVDs that I never wanted to buy because I didn't want to spend the money. I might be interested in now because hey, it's free. You know, you know what I mean. Free. I'm doing for those with the enhanced radio. I'm doing the the quotation. Yeah, yeah. Free air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. <laughs> uh, but I get to see it now. Yeah. You know. So that's where it is. I really am not interested in the original content, but we'll see what how it is how it happens. I. I'm looking forward to it, but I still don't think the network happens.
0: Yeah. I got to wonder if I can sell my wife on subscribing to the WWE network. Good luck. She knows.
1: <laughs>
0: she knows. Every year come WrestleMania time, uh, it's the daughter's birthday shortly thereafter, or like right around the daughter's birthday is April 4th, so it's always fun Whoa. around there. And I'm like, hey, I got to spend $65 on things. She's like, what? Well, huh? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, we got the money, $65, bucks, but- like and we're still buying presents and you know what I mean, like whatever else is going on. I'm like That's gotta be a tough... It's WrestleMania and she's yeah. like
1: <sighs> I always ask for it off every yeah. job I've had. I never work on WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. So suck it
0: corporate. Hey, I heard recently they're only allowing you to keep it on your D V for R forty eight hours. What? Right. If that's true, I'm gonna um because I don't necessarily get the chance to sit down and watch it all straight four hours.
1: Right. Yeah, that's stupid. And
0: so a couple of years ago, I purchased it. I had it on my DVR for a, an entire year, so my son could watch it whenever he wanted. To. He's six yeah. years old. He loved it all the time. He'd be like, "Can I go watch wrestling?" And I'd be like, "I'd be like, well, wrestling's not on." He's like, "No, no, no, the, the and I'd be like, wrestling? you've seen it all like three times already." He'd be like, "I don't care." Yeah. It was the one with The Rock as the as the host. You know. Yeah. He loved that thing. He In watched Atlanta. it back to back, day after day. He loved it, and I paid for that. Yeah, 48 hours. You know what? Dan the Cannon uh, brought it up. He said, if that's what you're going to do, fine. Fine. You charge me. I, I, I DVR You only let me keep it 48 hours? You better be sending me the DVD for free with that. Yeah. Then after that.
1: Because well, and even that's then, BS. And even then, they'll edit... The, the the good stuff. The, the good, good stuff. Entrances. I remember, like, well, I even remember the Mickie James Trish Stratus uh, WrestleMania match, and Mickie James does something suggestive.
0: Uh huh. Did they
1: edit that out? They edited it out on the DVD, and I'm like, that was the well, coolest part of the match. Not the coolest part, but it was a cool it out, part.
0: They edited out, was it Triple H or somebody used a the theme song, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to pay the royalties. All right. Stupid. So they changed the theme. Mm-hmm. They dubbed it over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't do that to us, WWE. If
0: that's true, man, I'm going to be so angry because I might not watch it in 48 hours.
1: Right, and don't do that on the network either. Don't edit, please.
0: Bruised buzzards.
1: No. Uh Uh-uh.
0: WWE superstar Bray Wyatt suffered a deeply bruised calf muscle at a house show in Providence, Rhode Island this week. Wyatt was seen leaving the event on crutches, and he may not be cleared to compete at Hell in a Cell. He will. Where WWE was reportedly wanting to book him in a match against Miz.
1: He will. Spoiler alert, I was at SmackDown on Tuesday. It was here in Kansas City. Uh, they continue the program with Miz and him. He should be fine.
0: Well, they say if he can't go at Hell in a Cell, they'll continue that, him stalking him and, and messing with him and carry it over to Survivor Series.
1: Yeah. but Man. Hell I'd almost the...
0: like that better, though. I mean, yeah. Hell in a Cell more fits the gimmick.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Especially man. if they put
0: it in a Hell in a Cell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I hope he gets better.
1: But even but Survivor he had to, Series. They had to
0: help him. From what I read in the reports, uh, the White family, Harper and Rowan, had to help him walk back. Wow. He couldn't walk.
1: Man, that sucks. Uh, he, he was walking fine when I saw him last they, night. They said
0: they had to carry him back and like people could see behind the, the uh, curtain and gorilla. And like they literally laid him on the ground and the trainers
1: checked him right working there. On him. Yeah. Hopefully he's fine. You know,
0: Deeply bruised. Yeah. I've been bruised. Not, Deeply bruised?
1: It's a different type of bruise, Ooh. my
0: friend. My heart has been deeply bruised.
1: (laughs) Um many times, but that's a different show.
0: A new opening at Arby's.
1: (laughs) Hold on, did you see that we had a Twitter? Yes, we had a
0: tweet from Twain.
1: Yeah.
0: And it said Arby's sponsoring Raw now because of at Table Show. (laughs) I'm thinking Mickey James.
1: You're welcome. Here's the
0: thing, man. I love Mickey James. She was always one of of my favorites.
1: She's one of the best.
0: I always thought she was one of my favorites, as far as looks too. Mm -hmm. If Mickey James catches this, please come on the show. I think Uh, we ruined that already. Yeah,
1: Yeah, she ain't catching. It's just the the the
0: standard joke, and it's no ill will towards Mickey James. But uh, at any rate, TNA wrestler Magnus recently tweeted, quote, only tweeting this to prevent rumors and speculation. Mickey James and I are not an item anymore. No drama slash BS, just different directions. Aw. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah.
1: I always want love to work. <laughs> I do. I, um. Unfortunately. Credit to him, though, to be like, hey, I'm hey. stopping this before it gets crazy. Yeah,
0: hey, jackholes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but they've been dating a while. Yeah. I don't wonder what happens. Oh,
1: poor. They're both good-looking people. I imagine they'll find someone soon. Maybe
0: she kept saying Captain Awesome in her sleep too much.
1: That's what it was.
0: I bet that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where'd everybody go? I don't know. WWE and fans have been reporting low turnouts at live and televised events. Some fans reported at a house show in Philadelphia recently to be only 40% full at Showtime and reports that Raw and St. Louis Monday night needed fans in the upper deck to be upgraded to seats in lower sections to fill the empty slots. Combined with decreased ratings and pay-per-view buy rates, it appears interest in current WWE program is slowly decreasing.
1: And here we go to, this is why we need Cena. Cena, Cena, Cena please bring back Cena. No. Again, I tell you. It's, it's not. It's They do
0: need Cena because they built this Cena character. If you need, out of every major uh, era, there's been a guy. Mm-hmm. But you have to build that guy. There's nothing intrinsic about Cena that made everybody be like, man, we love Cena. It's that you gave Cena the super Cena push. Yep. You made him unbeatable. You made him the, I'm doing this for the, for the little guy. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this for every fan that ever wanted to be a pro wrestler. You gave him that. You give it to somebody else. You can't just be like, well, Daniel Bryan, we put you in the main event, and now you're not drawing the Cena-like numbers because you didn't give Daniel Bryan the Cena. It took Cena years to get to that position of you constantly pushing
1: him that way. Yeah, it didn't happen in two months. Right. You know, I. But here's the thing that they're going to keep coming back to is this is why Cena's in the main event. Well, no. One, like you said, they're not giving anyone that super Cena push. And another thing, their storylines are kind of stale. Yeah. I, as much as I do like the authority,
0: three straight pay-per-views though with the same,
1: the same main event storyline, yeah. And it's this, and it, nothing's progressing. Nothing, no new wrinkle is being added to it. The only new wrinkle is now there's not a champ. Well, yeah. I don't care yeah, about that. Yeah.
0: I never really care about the belt. Right. You yeah. Know? yeah.
1: So add, add, you know, put forth the effort you give Cena as far as that push into your storylines with Brian and Orton. Because I'm even okay with the heel being the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Orton's kind of even stale now, too. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to watch this, but it's not because Cena's not on TV. It's I don't want to watch what you guys have right now. And so that's the problem. Not, well, Cena's not on. That's why our ratings suck. Or Cena's not on. That's why people aren't in the seats. Yeah. No, it's you guys are lazy And
0: You're using Cena as a crutch. Yeah. And when you lost the crutch, now you fell on your ass.
1: Exactly. Great. Good job. Yeah. Storm and Norm? Please tell me this about Norm and Smiley. Nope. Norm from Cheers. Oh, okay.
0: Uh TMZ reports that TNA star James Storm is traveling to Los Angeles next week to develop a reality TV show focusing on a bar he plans to open in Nashville. Storm reportedly has meetings lined up with different network executives and production companies while in town. Storm's reality show would feature appearances from his famous friends and showcase the shenanigans that he and his redneck friends get into at the bar. TMZ added that Storm isn't looking to leave TNA, he's just looking to expand his brand.
1: And this is what's wrong with TNA. <laughs> Here's a guy who could potentially be, like we said with Cena, a face yeah, of the company. Yeah, absolutely. And instead of day in, day out, thinking of ways to get my character of James Storm over to get him to the top of TNA and potentially to the big show of WWE, I'm going to start a reality show which no one freaking cares about. And that's why I'm stuck middle of the card holding these tag belts that at one time meant something, especially with him when Beer Money and AMW now mean absolutely zero because he's worried about other crap. This is what's wrong with you, TNA. As much as I like the Mickey James gets to put out her country album or Kurt Angle leaves for a week to save Olympic wrestling, all that stuff, it's fine and dandy. But you dumb dums need to focus on your own career. Stone Cold never yeah. came up with a reality yeah, show. Yeah. when until he, was, he was gone. Yeah, yeah,
0: until he was gone. You know what I mean? You push Storm. It To me, he's what TNA is. Exactly. That's who's watching TNA. Right. Push Storm with the Cena push. Unbeatable unless somebody's screwing him over. Mm-hmm. And he's what everybody loves. When he was getting that push, the crowds were going crazy for him. They were. That's who they want to be is James Storm.
1: That's who those people want to be. Right. I but know. I just don't understand... I don't understand this mentality. I guess I get it to a point, you know, because the guy I always think of that does everything awesome is a Jay-Z, where it's like, he's not just a rapper. You know what I mean? Right. He's doing so many other things. And so for every entertainer, they think, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get that to a point. And for pro wrestling, your career is about as long of a hiccup. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So make your money elsewhere when you can. But if you're really into the business and you really love it, that should be number one. Yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels, another example. You know, In 92, he wasn't developing a new... He
0: wasn't on McMillan River Adventures in in 92. Yeah, yeah. He was
1: wrestling. And that's what these guys need to do. If you want to be a wrestler, and you want to be amazing, and you want to be the top, which if you step in that door, that's what your goal should be. Yep. Stop thinking of these other things. James Storm
0: was on point to be so big that... You know, WWE says they've got nobody we need. They would have taken Storm. Exactly. They would have seen the marketing mm-hmm. potentials mm-hmm. of this guy, who is one of our key demos. Yep. The uh, sorry, the rednecks, mm-hmm. right? You're right. Nothing wrong with being that. That's who we're going for, though. Mm-hmm. Is a majority of of who we get. Mm-hmm. That's their
1: guy. That's who they are. Whatever. Yeah, but just focus on wrestling if you want to be yes. a wrestler.
3: Yep. <laughs>
0: Knocked up. Knockout. Well, TNA knockout Taryn Terrell recently announced why she has been absent from TNA television recently by posting a picture to Twitter of herself revealing she is pregnant with what she reports as a baby girl.
1: And see, this is what I was waiting to tell you. Me and Taryn, we met one night. I wooed her.
0: And she told you about uh, my baby that she's
1: having? Nope. It's mine. Oh. So.
0: What does Drew McIntyre think of this?
1: He's okay with it. you know, we I talk. don't know who the dad is, though. <laughs> it's me. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. But that that makes sense now because, you know, she you want to talk about pushes, she had that yes. ladder match with Gail Kim and then that just disappeared. Was, yeah, that was amazing mm-hmm. and I oh. thought she was gonna be She pulled a karma. Yeah, and I thought she was gonna be that new face, but yeah, she pulled a karma. Hopefully it doesn't happen to her. She's way too good looking to get forgot about. I mean, she's a knockout. You know what I mean? Well, wait,
0: I thought you F them and then you forget them.
1: No, not her.
0: Uh, not her. Not, not her. You haven't shaked it not since it happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: still calling her.
0: Guess who's back, brother? Hogan. Hulk Hogan will reportedly re sign with TNA. No! Reports state that WWE offered Hogan a contract, but he turned it down because they lowballed him. Ow. The current deal for Hogan and TNA is set to pay him in one year what WWE part time stars Brock Lesnar and The Rock earn in one match. Uh, uh, why would they lowball? I mean, like, yeah, you want to make a point.
1: Oh, why you want to lowball Hogan? Well, let's be honest. Brock Lesnar is going to give you more bang for your buck in one night than Hogan probably will in a year. Hogan
0: let's... sullied his reputation even to the outside world. Yeah. I mean, like people know, he's the guy's a train wreck. Yeah. And he's so, not as big a draw as a Brock Lesnar or
1: The Rock are right not now. Not anymore, right.
0: He's a humongous draw. Not as big as The Rock and Brock Lesnar are not right today. now. Not today. Today. Right, especially yeah. in WWE.
1: Yeah. Yep. But if you're Hogan... Damn it, man. If you're Hogan, take that lowball effort, or lowball offer, yeah. because what you're going to get... Okay. Just even... Okay. What does he have to offer to TNA anymore? Nothing. That would be new and fresh and entertaining? Nothing. Now, maybe Hogan feels the same way about WWE. What am I going to get if I go there? So take the most money possible.
0: I, I would... If I'm Hogan, I don't finally sell the to WWE until I'm ready to be done, have my last run, even though it's not in the ring. Right. But they're, I'm going to sell them completely the rights to everything. Now, he's not ready for that because, I mean, if he's 50s, maybe early 60s, if he lives to be 90, it's too early to do that.
1: Well, yeah, I don't think Because you, you know, don't want to sell yeah, your complete
0: be... likeness and rights to them yet right. unless it's, like, guaranteed money for the rest of my life. Yeah. You're going to send me a check for, I don't know, $5 million every year or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> something that you know you're just going to go off and retire and
1: live. Like I them. just feel that even if you took a low-ball offer – you could rejuvenate your career a la RVD. Mm -hmm. Let's remember, RVD was working first match of the night on TNA Impact with Kenny King being forgotten about. And then he goes over to WWE, has a good match with Jericho. Boom, we all love RVD again, right? Yeah. You don't have to have a match, obviously you couldn't. But do one thing, rejuvenate your career, even and then if you right off in the sunset.
0: Even if you pick a chosen one, you know exactly. Like you know, pick Ziggler. Know. Hey, we'll talk to Dolph. Not about that. Right, but because you know. we talked to Dolph. Yeah, we did. But you get the idea. Stay tuned for that later in the show. Yes. Sell money to spend money.
1: That's the way to do it. Is it? That's my way I do it.
0: As reported a few times before, Stephanie McMahon has been frequently selling some of her WWE stock. I wonder why. Well, I'll tell you why. The New York Post reports Stephanie has cashed in $8.3 million in company stock because, according to a statement WWE gave to the paper, she is, quote, selling a portion of her Class B shares for personal financial purposes that include building a house.
1: Okay. I don't believe that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she can build a house with the money she's making. Yeah,
0: but you know what you get into some of these things is is cash assets.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like I've heard a lot of people like you can be cash poor but you can still have ridiculous amounts of money. Right. You know what I mean? You could be con- perceived to be worth mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars but not be able to go literally purchase yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know a 10 million dollar home.
1: It just it it raises a lot of red flags when the owner is selling their oh, own one stuff. Of the principal owners, right. right? Is selling you know, their own stuff.
0: Did you, you notice? I mean, we'll talk about it maybe when we get to Raw, but she mentioned, she said, with my power and support, talking about Triple H, he is the WWE. Yeah. She basically said, I...
1: Yeah, I got him to have
0: it. Yeah, yeah. ...put this on him, yeah. Hmm...
1: Yeah. But it's just interesting. So It is I, weird. I just don't buy that story. Yeah. I don't and, and buy so the, it, to make a house. Yeah. I don't buy that. So there's something more to it. Obviously, we'll Especially probably never know. Especially knowing
0: most WWE statements are fucking lies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there's always some not-truths yeah. going on. There's
1: there. a lot of smoke and mirrors in that story, I feel. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Brian Road Dog James has been reportedly working backstage at more WWE live and televised events, as well as participating in creative meetings and at some, and doing some work at WWE headquarters. This is reportedly due to the suspension of Michael P.S. Hayes. Rumors say a lot of WWE talent are happy with James in this position since he's been in the business longer than a lot of the current decision makers.
1: I think it's good, hopefully. It's <laughs> new blood. I mean, Hayes,
0: yeah. it's 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 like with most bookers. You've got a lot of great ideas, but when you're out of them, you start recycling them. Exactly. And we've seen it before. Uh,
1: the only thing, the the one idea I always think of with Road Dogg uh, post-WWE is that Voodoo Kin Mafia. Remember that? Oh, I remember. <laughs> so hopefully we don't see anything like that. You didn't that. like the VKM? I did not. VKM, Although man. I did like uh, the, the little gang he had with uh, Ron the Truth Killings. And Conan, they're like called that. something. Yeah, they're called something else, like three something something.
0: Yeah, one three count. Three live that was crew the, uh, or something. this three count was the uh, Sh- the uh, boy Shane band, Elmes. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> although, yeah. what were they? I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Although, like you said, new ideas are are great. I'm hoping that we do see new ideas because, you know, he was part of the attitude era. You know, yeah. he was part of some of those great iconic. WWE moments attacking WCW. The uh K quick. K quick. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that
0: wasn't their name. Yeah, they were three live crew.
1: Three live crew. Ah, look yeah, look at that. Bonus K-Quick, point. K quick, I yeah. forgot. Yeah.
0: K quick. <laughs> yeah.
1: He was actually okay. I liked him in yeah. uh, TNA. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, back to Road Dog. I uh I just hope that he does bring some original ideas because I like you said, I think my glaze is done. Yeah. He's a lot of the same no, old done. stuff. And I don't like him. Oh, I was gonna say, and I don't like him.
0: So. Yeah, well, you know, who does? Six one nine not four oh one K.
1: Oh, what about Ray? Mm.
0: Rey Mysterio. I said that to- I said that, I was like Adam Sandler in there. Ray Mysterio <laughs> recently told WWE.com that he does not plan to retire from wrestling for at least another two to three years. My thing with this is God damn, aren't you already retired? Yeah, <laughs> like just you're stop. 39
1: years old. I haven't seen you since Del Rio debuted. You're going to come like. back
0: and you're going to do the same tired shtick yep. over and over again. But you know what? WWE wants that right now.
1: The only they want thing... a
0: fan-friendly yeah. uber face to come in, sell some merch, get people like let's
1: go see rey mysterio where he where he can help is hopefully backstage you know with los matadores or with yeah del Rio feels like he's been in the business you know he's a veteran yeah so I don't know how much he can really help del Rio but he can definitely help that new talent get over but like you said it's gonna be the same tired old thing come back as a heel that's the only way I want to see it's him. not
0: gonna happen it ever. will never happen. Ah, okay. But what is going to happen, we're going to take a break so we can get into Raw, SmackDown, and Impact back to back to back. Rah, rapid fire. I yes. was going to say something else, but rapid fire. Because coming up in the second hour.
1: We got some interviews for got some that interviews ass.
0: Interviews for that ass. We got Martin Thomas and Dolph Ziggler.
1: Great insight from both guys.
0: Yes. So that's all when we come back to the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network.
2: Mixed Martial Arts has found a home in Kansas City. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tears. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 as they cover the cage with news, commentary, calls, and big-name interviews. Oh, so my God! Oh. to the jaw. How good was that? No. Experts in the business of Vita. He paused with the left and bang, right on the jaw. Fight Show Live with Ozone and t Sunday nights at 8 on Sports Radio 1025 The Fair.
1: really good here's the thing
0: I I feel like I could put it on at night and just kind of
1: it's a good song to run to, to I like to run system. a lot oh. I, I like to run a lot it shows I'm a good yeah, <laughs> hey calm down, <laughs> calm, down. calm down steady your ship
0: uh, hey I'm not a, you know what I mean I'm not looking the greatest right. these days
1: but it, it's a good song to just you know run I like to run I was just it.
0: thinking like uh like a night when your mind's racing or something and you're yeah. trying to go to sleep just sit on just.
1: Have uh, you noticed what relax. they did with Cody Rhodes and Goldust though? Huh. They play the start of that and then they fade it out and then Wow Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, I think.
0: Do you think should...
1: they're gonna have a team name too?
0: He should go back to his one that he was using when he was the the dastardly or whatever right, he yeah. was. Uh huh. What were his when he was the?
1: Yeah, he had the.
0: When he was the half-mask. when he was well when he was the uh the the handsome yeah, one yeah, he yeah. had something it was a D word wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Deviant? No, not deviant. Uh, yeah, it was. I something.
0: don't remember, but yeah, and then he switched to the Phantom mask <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, which yeah, is well. stupid.
1: Uh, but do you think they're gonna have a name?
0: No, they better not. Just the Rhodes family. I
1: think I think the Rhodes family would be perfect. Yeah, they'll probably do something like Golden Roads or something. Oh Jesus! Monday Night Raw, which has Raw. Yeah, but which has a good...
0: A good Rhodes family yeah. match on it. yes. Well, I, so we've got to go through these rapid fire because of our interviews coming up. And I'm literally, I'm going to eWrestlingnews.com. I'm going to give them their plug because I watched some of this, but I didn't take my usual notes. and mm-hmm. I didn't get all the way through it. So we'll go over and again, we're going to rapid fire these out. But So I'm going to give them their due plug because I'll probably be reading some of this verbatim yeah. from their site. And it's a good site to go to if you ever need any news and stuff, eWrestling News. Well, it opened up, we got uh, Shawn Michaels comes out. He's the guest referee for uh, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, at Hell in a Cell. And he comes out, and he's basically just saying, as usual, I'm not going to let this stuff get in my way, you know, my feelings for either one of these competitors, blah, blah, blah. Randy Orton comes out.
1: I didn't. Calls bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't (laughs) like each other. Okay, cool.
0: Um, Randy Orton did a pretty good uh, uh, promo, though. I mean, he was basically, he was like, you don't like me because you resent me because I'm better than you ever were and everything. And and I think he told him he would, like, just basically, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he basically told me he's going to kick his ass yeah, if, he, yeah. if he screwed him over. Oh, he said, we all know screw jobs. Yeah. you're one. He goes, they're, they're kind of your thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was Which
1: good. Was great, yeah. But I liked how at the end, uh, Michaels goes to walk away, Orton tries to RKO, but it shows that Shawn Michaels still has a little bit, yeah. and goes for the kick, and then Orton gets out. Yeah, So he's not just this old man, Rivers, you know... Everyone yeah, yeah. can beat me up. Is, no, I still got a yeah, kick. Yeah, no,
0: I can still knock yeah. you out. Yeah, um, well, so Randy Orton does escape mm-hmm. the super kick, and he gets out of the ring. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. What happens? Boom. Blindsided by The Miz. Yeah, right. Right? Miz is still angry at him. We come back, and they've got a match. Randy Orton versus The Miz. That one goes on for a while, and um, let's see. Uh, Miz, at one point, slaps a figure four leg lock on Orton, but just as he does, the lights go out,
1: and we get that dip. Yep. I think that's a, that's gonna be my thing for them. Just uh, yeah. uh, Wyatt family. Oh, you mean that? Yep.
0: <laughs> so the Wyatt family they come onto the stage. Lights come back on. They're out there. Bray Wyatt sitting in his rocking chair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his here says likely to hide his inability to move properly with his injured leg. Yeah. Uh, as Miz turns around in the ring, what happens? RKO. RKO. One, two, three. Winner. Randy Orton. Yeah.
1: And that was good because it established Orton still has you know that heel one up on everyone. But it had Miz showing some good offense to, hey, he's credible. Mm -hmm.
0: What we do get is a Bray Wyatt promo, and I should have maybe got this audio because we love a good Bray Wyatt promo.
1: Every Bray Wyatt promo is a good one to me. But he
0: tells Miz he's the epitome of everything he loathes in this world. Yeah, man. he says, how much is it going to take to satisfy this craving you have for fame? He says, they're tangled together in this moment, and he tells him not to be afraid because he does not wish to see him suffer. He's just going to put him down. That
1: is so eerie. Yeah. And then he says like a dog Follow the
0: Buzzards.
1: The Buzzards. And of
0: course, the fan chanted along. The fans chanted the fan. The fan in attendance chanted along. <laughs> Man, their numbers are dwindling. <laughs> then we get Fondango versus Santino Morello and Fondango won. And that's all we're gonna say about that. Then we get. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's about it. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, really, I mean, I could, you know, what happened, you know what I mean? Santino did his shtick, and Fondango ends up winning. I mean, that's how those always go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get an announcement that there will be a WWE Tag Title match tonight between the Shield, the WWE Tag Team Champions, versus
1: the Rhodes Family, the
0: Rhodes Family, Golden, Golden.
1: Rhodes, Golden maybe.
0: Rhodes, Roads of Gold.
1: Yeah, something stupid.
0: Team Goldie Rhodes.
1: That actually could happen.
0: Goldie Rhodes. That's their name. Oh, Goldie Rhodes. Oh, God. Goldie Rhodes. All right, so uh, let's see. So, yeah, they, they announced that match. Then we get a backstage segment with Paul Heyman and Brad Maddox. And I don't know if you caught uh, Paul Heyman. He said, Mr. Maddox. I was like, uh Ah, uh, it's coming. It's coming. The Maddox. Uh, he shows him a replay of CM Punk's low blow on Ryback from Battleground, and Heyman tells Maddox that he needs to do something about it, to which Maddox says Ryback already has his rematch, so I'm not sure what you're looking for. Heyman says he's looking for much more. He tells him that Punk cheated and Maddox, and made Maddox look bad, and a man in his position should not have to look bad. Can't afford to look bad, even. Mm-hmm. No, hell no. Well, Heyman asks Maddox to make a match where he says, you're going to let me pick the stipulation, and it's going to be a two-on-one handicap match with Punk against Ryback and Curtis Axel. And Maddox says, and he tells him, because that's what's best for business. And Maddox says, yeah, I'm not sure that's exactly fair to Mr. Punk. And Heyman says, well, he's a cheater and a weasel, and, I don't, and he doesn't know the meaning of the word fair. And Maddox laughs and says, I never thought I'd hear a walrus call a punk. A weasel. You know, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh I like Maddox when he's in these positions where it's kind of like yeah, you know what I mean? He's not yeah. looking nervous and scared to do anything.
1: He has he's he's just showing kind of, some power.
0: Yeah, and he's kind of a, 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 just kind of a dickish yeah. nerd almost. You right. know? Yeah. Well, so uh he says tonight we'll play a beat the clock challenge. If Ryback beats our truth faster than Punk can beat Curtis Axel, then Paul Heyman can choose the stipulation for the Hell in a Cell match. And Paul Hammond's like, all right, awesome. And he goes, of course. If Punk wins, Punk gets to pick the stipulation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes.
0: Then we move on. And this is where the announcers talk about NXT's star Xavier Woods starting the online position, uh, petition to bring back Big Show. And right. they talk about that a little bit for a while. And JBL, if you'll notice, is going, who? Right. Xavier? Yes. What kind of name is that? Uh-huh. Who? And
1: he's the GM who? of
0: NXT. Cole even brings that up. He says, Xavier Woods is, is, you know, he goes, you're the GM of NXT, our developmental thing. And that's what he, So he's under your employee. And he's like, who? Right. <laughs> yeah, he keeps, yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know, I, I love JBL. I JBL's mean,
1: great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we move on to <clears throat> match of the night. Los Matadores versus 3MB. Los Matadores win. Yep. There,
1: right. That yeah. happened.
0: After the match, El Torito attacks Jinder Mahal. They okay. set up Mahal for the same finishing move they just used to win the match. Only this time they held up Mahal and stayed up there as El Torito came off the top rope and hit him with what JBL called a bull ton. Right, because you can do the bullock can rana and the bull ton. A bull ton. We've,
1: we've already talked way too much about this match. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't. These guys get. Stop it. Yeah. They suck. I hate it.
0: Yeah. Well, they show a video package, a big show, and all of his stuff that's happened lately. And then after that package airs, Michael Cole says there's been some rumors going around all week. He says after the commercial, both Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are scheduled to address the WWE universe. Huh? Whoa. To which we return from commercial, and Triple H's music hits, and he and Stephanie McMahon make their way to the ring. They're holding hands.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Good to see love.
0: Love. I, I love love.
1: I love love. I love, I love, love
0: hugs. I love love. Well, Stephanie says she'll never let her kindness be mistaken for a weakness again, and she's cut off by a loud you got knocked out chant directed towards Triple H. Right. And they're great because they recognize, let that go. Mm-hmm. Let it like let it roll. Yeah. Stop. Don't rush the promo. Mm-hmm. If you stop, it's going to get louder. Yeah. If you let it yeah, yeah, so they did great there. Well, Stephanie talks about bailing out Big Show multiple times, more times than she cares to remember they repaid big show or he said, and they were repaid with big show striking triple h in the face she says they're selling big show's house and formally pressing charges she says to let that be a lesson to everyone in the dressing room stephanie talks about the rumors of triple h suffering a concussion and a broken jaw and stephanie reminds everyone who triple h is
1: now is this the, is where i like this because yeah. like oh you forgot who this guy is yeah. 13 time yeah. world heavyweight king champion of kings, king of kings cerebral king? assassin
0: right. the game she says he's earned all of these nicknames mm-hmm. yeah um Stephanie says, "With my power and support, Triple H is the WWE." I think this is setting up because mm. she's been—they've been calling her the principal owner. Mm. She's like, "I gave him this." Mm. I think they're eventually setting up that Bench. power struggle yeah. because between you know, the two of them, between or? the two of them. Oh, because she keeps mentioning it. This is me. Right. I'm here. Yeah, he's doing my bidding, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, Maybe I they're just that. leaving that open in case they yeah. want to go that route. At any rate. Triple H grabs the mic. He says, rumors of his his demise have been greatly exaggerated. He says, being the CEO of the WWE for two years now, he says, oddly enough, as weird as it sounds, I did that for you, for the fans. I put aside my personal and professional goals to ensure the future of the WWE, that it will be taken care of, right? Mm -hmm. Triple H talks about how all he's put up with since he's been in charge. He said, last week was his breaking point. He says, you want me to be the bad guy? Fine. I'll be the bad guy.
1: Here's where I like this, because he even made reference, I like when WWE doesn't forget their history, and he even made reference uh, reference of, remember when they did the strike, and they all walked out yes, on him? Yes, yes. He made reference of that. Yeah, yeah. I like that, when he was like, yes. you know what I've put up with the last two yeah, years? Yeah, when they don't
0: try to conveniently forget everything yeah. that's happened, yes.
1: You know, it's like, okay, hey, you're rewarding the people who actually watch week in, week out, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. for doing this. This is when he gets into his angry guy promo and he starts screaming. I did that one pretty well. That was very good. Yeah. So he says, you want me to be the bad guy? Fine, I'll be the bad guy. I'll give you something that you've never seen before. And he says, the big show will crumble at his feet and everyone who defies his authority will be begging for their jobs. And he says, anyone who's ever thought of chanting the word yes better start praying right now. And then a yes yes chant happens. Yes, chants go off and Daniel Bryan music hits, right? Mm -hmm. Out comes Daniel Bryan. And he's yeah, you know, lean the ch- the crowd chants. Yes, yes, yes. It's going on. And then, boom, blindsided by Alberto Del Rio. Which made little sense. Mm-hmm. Del Rio knocks him down, lays the boots to him. Uh, Del Rio waits for Brian to get up and then super kicks him in the face. Whack a Vicious one, too. It looked good. Yeah. Looked good. Now, Brian's laying there unconscious. And Stephanie and Triple H lean over the rope and they're looking down. She was like, I'm sorry, Daniel, were you saying something?
1: Very good Very
0: touch. great. And she's like. Oh, uh, it looks like you're done. So, and then, which was great. I loved it. So, she says his opponent tonight will be the world heavyweight champion, Alberto Del Rio. And then Triple H starts going, yes, 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 mm-hmm. which, to their credit, made the crowd go, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. It was great. So, good segment.
1: I, you know what I mean? Like, as that much as a, they keep. That was a segment as far as promos of the night, yeah, I thought.
0: Yeah. As far as, you know, they keep giving us this thing without a real. You know, meat and potatoes to it. No, no yeah. real ending or or enhancements. Yeah, this felt good. Yeah. like I was interested in this.
1: And it was good to add Albert, Alberto Del Rio. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just instead of the Shield. Right. Instead of the Shield attacking. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, then we get uh, backstage. Ryback and Paul Heyman. We see Ryback. Uh, they're walking to the ring. Michael Cole reminds everyone they'll they'll be in a beat the clock match tonight after the commercial break. Of so course. That's, so that's what we get. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Our Truth is singing and rapping in the ring. JBL singing along. We love that.
1: <laughs> that's what that makes no sense what's to me, up? But I like it. Yeah. yeah,
0: what's up? The way he says it too, he's like yeah. so into it.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> and that's the only thing that JBL is a baby face about. Yeah. everything else is heel yeah. except for I well, love this. He loves, this, what's he loves up? Los
0: Matadores too. Oh, God, he goes he over he the top that, of that. But I like when he like when he it, it's silly because he's all like super excited. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. I mean, he's like just into it. You can tell he's not phoning it in. Right. Yeah. Well, we get, uh, let's see, Michael Cole explains us how the beat the clock match works. Bell sounds and we go, and this was great. R-Truth, as soon as the bell rings, the match about to start, R-Truth gets out of the ring and starts running around, running away. That's how you should do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's how you should do it. And then so he climbs in, Ryback comes in, he... Kicks him real quick, and then Rebeck's like, oh, and he goes after him, and he runs back out of the ring. I mean, they do that a couple times, which yeah. I was like, I've never seen that before.
1: Yeah, it's good, because B-ka-con that's match. what you would do. Yes.
0: You know what I mean? Whoever thought of that. Yeah. Genius. Good job. Another Goldberg champ. Of course. Here's the problem. I think he's going to forever get him, because yeah. he looks like him.
1: Yeah. But what can he do about that? Grow his hair, if he has any. But still, like he's still going to look like the guy.
0: But yeah, I mean, like at least he'd grow out hair, I guess.
1: That's the only thing you could think of. That's the only thing I could think of
0: I don't know. Yeah, In the end, Ryback won. Shell shock, kind of out of nowhere. He wins with the time of 5 minutes and 44 seconds.
1: And it was good to show that Ryback... I like this match for Ryback because he didn't do his marching yeah, when he yeah. did the shell... He, he, he got it after up. it. Yeah, he picked yeah. it up and dropped it. Yeah, yeah, he was going after it on this. So I like that. Um, other than that, though, you know, it was a decent match. Good filler. Yeah,
0: you know. Yeah. Well, then we got tons of funk versus the Real Americans. Match is what it is. Real Americans won. What happens afterwards?
1: What does happen
0: afterwards? Well, Cesaro is pointing at Brodus. Going to swing him. Yeah? Yep. Starts to. In comes Sweet T for the save. So, they knock him out. Toss Brodus aside. And now, here's where the heel tag team of the Real Americans point at Sweet T and they look at the crowd...
1: And, and the crowd's like,
0: yeah! yeah! Right? So, something's got to give here. These, you're giving these guys face spots.
1: I think Cesaro goes baby
0: face. Yeah. So, he picks up Sweet Tea and does the swing. And the thing that I didn't like about it is you could see Albert. Albert. Uh, He, to be able to pull it off, he had to, like, hold his yeah. hands behind his head in a, cr- in a crunch position. Which is what you kind of have to do to help him out. Yeah. Uh, but most people are able to do it without... Yeah. You know, doing being that. Being so obvious. And it kind of, uh, he didn't get Albert around but a couple of times. When yeah. he was able to get
1: Khali like yeah. 10 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Well, maybe he's phoning at home. He's probably doing that every night now.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Had a heavy lunch. Maybe he didn't want to puke.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then we get, <laughs> we get Tamina Snuka versus Bree Bella.
1: And I will give some credit because I am a critic of all wrestling and I usually shit on Brie Bella and the Bella twins. But ever since Nikki got hurt, you can really see an improvement in Brie Bella's yeah. wrestling. This hey, she had a
0: missile drop kick on Tamina.
1: Yeah. This match, if you compare it even six months ago, is leap and bounds. Yeah, yeah. Better. And so good for her well, to get better in the ring. You know
0: what else she hit was the running knee. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh huh. Well, Tamina stops Brie from hitting a top rope move. Tamina hits Brie with a big boot and pins her one, two, three. Tamina Snuka gets the win. I saw on the news too that that they booked this uh, Tamina Snuka with AJ Lee in the vein of the dudes with attitudes, the Shawn Michaels and uh.
1: That's perfect. And
0: and and Diesel. Yeah. They were the dudes with attitudes, right? Yes. Or was that Hall and him?
1: No, that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was Diesel. Yeah, and that's it works. Perfect.
0: That's why they've got her kind of dressed up in like these leathery things, like just being yeah. the silent bodyguard behind, that's ready yeah. to kick some ass, and no, j's pur- been a little. Yeah. Perfect. You've never seen a diva tag team like that. Yeah. You yeah,
1: know. yeah, they're always either like uh, Michelle McCool Besties, and Layla,
0: yeah, or they're just vicious women uh-huh. that are out there. Yeah, no, this is the bodyguard style of the superstar, the arrogant.
1: Yeah, yeah, very like good. It. Mm-hmm. it is good. Um, the only thing to me still is I'm not sold on the Bella Twins being baby faces.
3: Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. they're they're better, and I think everyone wants to hate them. Yeah, well they.
0: I mean, Snooker continues to beat her down a little bit, and then AJ comes in and does uh, the uh, Black Widow. I thought uh, that was cool, too. Yeah. She's like,
1: tap, yes. tap. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, you know, referee breaks it up, Nikki And comes down. also
1: about this match, Nikki was banned.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was good, Stephanie too. Stephanie had banned her from ringside, but did not ban AJ Lee, right. even to that point. Yeah, yeah. Because she brought up, well, you're she she uh, earlier in the thing, she comes up and she hugs Bree, and she's like, I forgot to congratulate you on your wedding in there. The bells played it off good like okay, you know yeah. like they looked uncomfortable. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, speaking of it, your fiance mm-hmm. after my husband was knocked out, stood over him laughing, chanting, "Yes, yes, yeah, yeah." She was like, "Well, well tonight you've got a match with the, you know right. what I mean like yeah, yeah. just
1: oh." That was a very
0: good wonderful. touch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, then we get Brad the Mad Ox. And see, it even fits there. Brad the Mad Ox, Sure. Sign me up. Yeah, for
1: that storyline. Sign me up.
0: Well, we get uh, Stephanie McMahon and the Mad Ox are watching a match of off the Goldberg DVD. Of course, it's a match where Triple H is kicking Goldberg's ass, but, you know, that's what they got to do. Daniel Bryan storms in and he yells at Stephanie. He says, it's not bad enough that you're making my life hell, now you got to make Bree's life hell? And he, and he nearly calls her a bitch. Yeah. He's cut off by yeah. the Mad Ox. And really, nothing really happened, but it happened. Yeah, that happened. Well, we get the second match of the beat the clock match uh, <laughs> series inter- of matches. Let yeah. myself
1: introduce myself.
0: myself. <laughs> yeah, so CM Punk, uh huh.
1: It, it, it's Clobber Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He comes out. Uh... But how many times is CM Punk gonna beat Curtis Axel? Hey, well, he's the Intercontinental Title or Intercontinental Champion, but it keeps on getting his ass kicked. I mean, when was the last time Curtis Axel felt like he had a, a, a win over our, uh, other than our truth Yeah, that's true, yeah. God dang it. Either take the title off of him, or stop having Curtis Axel be the whipping boy.
0: Well, so they fight back and forth for a while until there's about a minute left on the clock, and when the one-minute mark hits, Heyman screams at Axel to simply hold Punk down. And he don't. Right? And he don't. Uh, he hits a fisherman suplex on Punk for a near fall. Heyman continues yelling at him, not to try to beat him, but to simply hold him down. Again, continues to disregard Heyman's wishes. Where are we going with that? Yep. Punk hits the GTS for the one, two, three, with 11 seconds to spare, making the winner of the Beat the Clock Challenge, CM Punk. So after the match, Heyman throws down the IC title, gets pissed, is going up the ramp, and... He stops at the top of the ramp, looks pissed. Punk jumps on the microphone and says, hey, hey, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Where are you going, man? i got to pick the stipulation. Yeah? And Punk says, this is where you'd be proud of me because I've learned something from you. And uh, he says he likes Heyman's ideas. We're going to have ourselves a handicap match in Hell in a Cell. Punk announces it will be Ryback and Paul Heyman against CM Punk in a Hell in a Cell. What
1: do you think about that? Do you like that? I like it. I think it would have been cooler to, when I beat Ryback, I get you for five minutes. Yeah,
0: no, I like this. You do? Because this is going to allow some chasing around the ring, Ryback's getting in the way, beat him up for a little bit, and when when Ryback's beating him up, Heyman's going to get some cheap shots, Yeah. and then all of a sudden, rah, I'm going to grab you and get right. you in an ankle yeah. lock or something, then Ryback hits you again. This will be an interesting match, one that we don't
1: generally see the likes of. Very true, but I feel like it's weird for Punk to call for it.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I thought know. it would have been
1: cool for Heyman to go. I beat you one time. I'm gonna beat you again. It's me and him versus you because I'm gonna pin your ass one more time. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's where I thought. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. I keep saying I don't know because I don't know how I feel about this yet.
0: Yeah. Well, we get Daniel Bryan versus Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio,
1: which didn't main event Raw, which I thought was interesting.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. Um. Good match. I mean what are you gonna you know?
1: Two good workers.
0: Yeah. Well so um uh let's see, where are we at here?
1: So This is when Randy Orton gets involved mm-hmm. and uh says, Hey
0: Well see, so Del Del Rio has Brian locked in chin lock, right? As the announcers uh bicker like uh little kids during the match, they've been doing that. Uh Del Rio mocks Brian's yes chant in the corner as he waits for Brian to get up. Brian gets up, Del Rio charges after him, Brian catches him coming in with a big clothesline. Uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. Now, uh, they keep going on for a little bit. Del Rio no-sold Brian's uh, um, dropkick, which was. Really? Yeah.
1: And I must nah. have missed that. Isn't it?
0: Anyway, uh, let's see here. Let me find a better spot where we're at. Okay. Dana Bryan champ breaks out from the fans in St. Louis. Del Rio charges at Brian, and Brian pulls down the top rope, letting Del Rio crash onto the floor. Right? Yes. We get a flying goat. Love it. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring, Brian comes off the top rope onto Del Rio with a missile drop kick. After that, we hear Orton talking.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Orton, I like that.
0: Orton is shown on the Titantron. He tells Brian he's sorry what happened to his sweet fiance earlier this evening. Orton tells him not to worry. He's going to go check on her right now.
1: You don't do that, man.
0: Walks into the room where Bree is being worked on. We see the Bella Twins as Orton slowly closes the door. As soon as he does, we hear them scream.
1: No. Not that. <laughs>
0: but <clears throat> Brian then tries running out of the ring, but Del Rio grabs his tights, rolls him up. One, two, kick out.
1: Gotta love the false finish.
0: Brian hits a big kick on Del Rio and then runs to the backstage area and gets counted out.
1: Hey, he's got to check on his woman.
0: So your winner, Alberto uh, Del Rio. Well, the cameras follow Brian as he's frantically running backstage. Brian breaks the door the door where Bella's being worked on. Brian asks what happened. Bella begins talking and then yells at him to look out. Orton attacks Brian from behind. Some referees come in and tell Orton to leave. They check on him. Orton leaves and Bree checks on Brian, who's still laid out. We had the commercial. So, basically, he went in there. They screamed. He hid and waited for him to come.
1: Mm-hmm. Used it. A good heel tactic to lead to it's a pay-per-view. the horror view. movie
0: thing. Yeah. Look out behind the door.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we return from a commercial, and the Shield are shown talking with each other. The camera pans out, and we see Triple H and Stephanie McMahon also in the room. Uh-huh. I
1: don't. I think the Shield. I don't know. I feel like they're being misused as lackeys now, just for Triple H. Yeah. You know, they were there for the Hounds of Justice, and they were kind of renegades to, you know, screw over the WWE, and now they're just. What? What are you saying, Triple H? Oh, okay, cool. We're, we'll do that.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, he tells them that uh, their match is now a no disqualification match. Uh-oh. And he tells them the gloves are off, boys. Finish them. As they leave, Stephanie appears turned on and grabs Triple H and makes out with them.
1: Which is probably legitimate.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bet you
1: that wasn't storyline. Yeah,
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't scripted at all. But they are like, roll with it. Yeah,
1: this is kind of hot.
0: Yeah. So we get that tag team title match. No disqualification. Goldie Rhodes versus The Shield.
1: <laughs> and now the tag titles mean something
0: yeah. for
1: this week.
0: For this week. Yeah. So, let me find a good spot. Right? I mean, this match going on. Good match. I mean, look, again, solid workers all the way around.
1: Yeah, and this was good. And it had another, like, at the pay-per-view when... uh. Goldie Rhodes, mm-hmm. won the match, and the locker room came out. It had that high drama of that match on this night. Mm-hmm. you know, And it felt yeah. cool.
0: And this is the one that I have not seen yet. I'm going to go watch it later tonight. Uh, it's good. But I did hear about this. Roman Reigns speared the crap out of Gold Dust through the oh, ringside barricade. Oh, my God. A holy shit chant broke out. It even, was.
1: Yeah. yeah, I saw it. It was good.
0: Now, Ambrose throws Cody in the ring with a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, He runs over to the other side of the ring and throws Reigns in to go get him. When out through the crowd comes... Well is the big show. Yep. Music didn't play, obviously, but uh big show knocks out Ambrose, right? Boom. Yeah. WMD for that ass. Uh huh. Then he catches Rollins. Boom. Mm-hmm. WMD. Yep. So now what's left? Roman Reigns. He distracts Reigns. Reigns leans through the
1: ropes. Well, because what happens is he distracts Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes tries to hit his finisher. He ducks under. He happens to duck outside of the ring. Whack him. Gotcha. Big Show got him with the punch. was a cool spot. And this is all no disqualification. Right. So then. What do we get? We get the new tag champs. One, two, three. New tag team champions, Goldie Rhodes. Right. And so.
0: Hell in a cell. Goldie Rhodes versus Big Henry. For the World's age. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Book it. No. Yeah. No. Hire me. The Mad Ox referees.
1: <laughs> Getting a little carried away. All right. Here's my beef with this episode of Raw. Because uh-huh. well, I always have Well, to here's beef. what we didn't get either. You go ahead. You go ahead. Triple
0: H comes down the ring and he's pissed. Right. And Big Show's in the middle of the crowd. Yes. 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 Triple H takes off his... His sport coat, Uh a la Ric Flair. Don't make me take off my sport coat. Anyway, we go off the air on that note.
1: So everyone gets one over on uh, the authority, except for your top freaking guy, Daniel Bryan. And hold on, big show. I like you and everything. I think you're cool. But the yes chain ain't yours. Yeah. So stop freaking doing it. And everyone else, stop mocking it. Yeah. It's the most over thing in your company, but that doesn't mean you get to do it. So Del Rio, stop it. Orton, stop it. Triple H, okay, you're the boss. I get that. Yeah. But everyone else, stop mocking. Well, you're in the feud with the guy, so you can mock it. So stop mocking Daniel Bryan's chant. He did it. Let him do it. Especially you TNA. Yeah well, yeah, well, just why is the Big Show yeah. doing it? You're not the guy that does that, so yeah. you don't get to do it. Yeah. You come up with your own damn thing, Big Show, instead of yeah. piggybacking off of him. Because honestly, once this feud started with Daniel Bryan as the the guy getting, you know, uh, taken advantage of, Big Show just catapulted that, now he's the top guy. Yeah. No! No! It's stupid. I don't like that.
0: Well, that was ah! raw. That was raw. Another long segment that we went, but... We got to get it all out, man. We got to get it all out because we got some big stuff coming. We out. got
1: Dolph Ziggler. We, we got, got Martin Dolph Thomas. Dolph Ziggler
0: and Martin Thomas. That's fo- some
1: information for fo that ass. ass.
0: We've been saying "fo that ass" a lot tonight. That's our new thing. That's this episode's name. Yeah. ass." Yes. And we're gonna come back with some more Spanish announce table. On the Faux that
1: ass." Oh, I was gonna say trimming topics. Well, yeah. Network, yeah. You're always. We're not on the same wavelength. Because I'm not listening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trendingtopicsnetwork.com, Spanish announce table, back in a second.
4: Trendingtopicsnetwork.com. You say you need a good reason to check out the trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Well, I've got five. Number one, Fight Show Live. Masters in the business of beatdown, Ozone and T Mac bring you all things MMA. Number two, trending mobile technology. Piper the DJ takes a bite out of the mobile space every week as he gives you Android, iOS, Microsoft, and
2: BlackBerry. Number three, the real news. MJR shares politics and
4: current events, the only way he knows how, unbiased and honestly. Number four, the Spanish Announce Table. Captain Awesome and T-Mac are slamming your face through a table full of wrestling knowledge every week as they break down WWE and TNA. Number five, Old School at the Movies.
2: Mr. Old School and his panel of critics are your one-stop shop for all your movie needs as they give you box office hits, DVD releases, even Netflix, and The
4: Bargain Bin. Trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Better check-in every day. Cause you never know what's gonna be trending next. I hear voices in my head, they to me, they understand, they talk to me.
0: We are the voices in your head. Telling Literally you, telling you to send us a dollar.
1: <laughs> Please. There's a vending <laughs> machine and I just want this bottle of water. <laughs> send me a dollar.
0: You need a dollar twenty five for that.
1: God damn it. Send me two dollars. <laughs> I'll send you back the seventy-five cents. I promise. Send me the two dollars. I'll send you
0: back seventy five cents. We will get into that in our emails later.
1: Please.
0: I do love this song. But SmackDown
1: Yes. Let me hear it.
0: Friday night, Tuesday ish SmackDown. <laughs> We open Vicky Guerrero. She's talking smack on The Big Show, but she gets interrupted by
1: The Big Show.
0: No, she gets interrupted by Alberto Del Rio. What? Yeah. It's not Big Show. Big Show interrupts everyone. No. Oh. He comes out and he's begging her to change her mind about making him defend his title against Senor Cena at Hell in a Cell. Oh. Now, Vicky asks if he really meant all that stuff he'd said about her on Raw from the Previous week, you know, when he told her she was sexy and all that. Right,
1: said, oh, I remember of that. Of course. Yes.
0: And uh, she says, well, if you want me to reconsider, you need to kiss me. Well, he looks pretty reluctant, and he kisses her on the cheek. Now, she's upset and demands it be on the lips.
5: Say what?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, he gives her a quick peck on the lips. Yeah? Just yeah. a quick little... Hey. There you go. I did what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, she gets mad, and she says...
3: Don't! the gringos, do it like the <laughs> which okay
0: I'll give you that she looked a little ridiculous when she did because even she was laughing at herself you know <laughs> so and he looks a little funny you know they look like they're just you know they're having a good time so he leans her over gives her a big old long kiss right well next she says this
3: now let's try like the French so what right. yeah Maybe not like the French, but maybe you could try kissing me some other
2: place. Hey, this is PG, damn it. here.
0: This is where she stuck out her big old ass, and she kind of shook it back and forth, yeah? Kiss my ass. Sounds like she's an ass man. (laughs) She says, look, I'm not going to reconsider. And then we get Damien Sandow music.
1: I always Mm -hmm. like Damien Sandow. Yeah.
0: Damien says ADR is a fraud and is using her as a sex object that he thinks he can manipulate. He says she's beautiful, but he's most attracted to her superior intellect and the way she manipulates her way through life. He says he's a better man, and Vicky says she wants to see who the better man actually is and books him for a match later. Non-title, of course. Of course. Of course. Well, so we move on. We get R-Truth versus Curtis Axel in an intercontinental title match. JBL singing along with What's Up again. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. What's up? And he says that Truth and him are like 50 in Eminem or two live crew. Calm down. Steady.
1: <laughs> Steady your ship Steady. there, JBL. So
0: uh, these two have been putting on good matches lately. This is no exception. But Truth put in a great fight, and came close with some near falls. But in the end, <laughs> Axel was able to hit his finisher, which I still don't
1: know if we have a name for. I think they said it once, but mm-hmm, I didn't care mm-hmm, to remember mm-hmm, it. Yeah, yeah, because
0: it didn't happen. Uh, Curtis Axel wins via pinfall. Now we get. Los Matadores versus yep. Los Locales. And that happened. Los Locales. Who is that? Well, I, uh, who it's supposed to be is random Mexicans that these two apparently had a long-term rivalry
1: with. Has that been explained?
0: Uh, who it, no. They okay. just said this is a long-time rivalry from back in Mexico. Okay. Who it really is is Ricardo Rodriguez and Tyson Kidd in masks.
1: No shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ricardo Rodriguez has wrestled as uh, El Local or El Local or something like that before in dark matches. Uh huh. So he's already played that gimmick, but now we need a tag team and we need a Mexican tag team. So who looks vaguely brown? Tyson Kidd's tan.
1: <laughs> Jesus. I love that. Because that's probably exactly what they said in the creative meeting. <laughs> yeah. it was, it was vaguely brown who we got yeah. that ain't doing anything. Tyson
0: Kidd can finally wrestle after like a year and a half or whatever long he's been gone. Let's put him under a mask and All let right. him wrestle And he,
1: You could even do a good push with him because the total divas.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no,
1: let's screw that up.
0: Well, of course, Los Matadores win, and El Torito was able to get in some of his spots after the match to the delight of the crowd, of course. So we move on. We get Brie Bella and the Funkadactyls versus Natalia, Caitlin, and Eva Marie. Again, I just. This I, match was a train wreck.
1: Well, of I wrote course. that down. Yeah, yeah.
0: Train wreck. I, just,
1: I can't believe Brie Bella as a baby yeah. face. It just doesn't translate well, to what me. What we
0: get is Caitlyn tries to roll up again. Year of the roll up? Of she course. tries to roll up Naomi, who was actually getting the big spots in the match, did the uh, the rear bumper, what do they call mm. it, the rear view, yeah, where she smacks it. her ass into somebody's yeah. face. I'll take a rear view from Naomi. Well,
1: uh, the week.
0: But she tries to roll up Naomi, who reversed it into a roll up of her own, and they're in this kind of kinky looking 69 position, so it's pretty hot. I
1: yeah, dreaded. and then.
0: But the Funkadactyls won. Be a so,
1: is Natalia, so is Natalia a heel? Because everyone loves her. No, I think they all
0: were faces. I think the okay. total divas are supposed to be faces, and so it's a face versus face versus face, 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 face okay. match.
1: Just, right.
0: And we stick an ass in someone's face. So you know, We get Renee in the back uh, interviewing Goldie Rhodes, and uh, they thank everyone for the support from the last few weeks, and now they're welcome back with a match later against the Wyatt family. Should be good. Yeah.
1: But, well, yeah.
0: So, anyway.
1: Could you else? imagine the great promo weirdness between the Wyatt family and Goldust? Gold yeah, I know. That'd be great.
0: I know. Because he could be like, ha! Right. And he could get, that Yeah. That! <laughs> <"Dep!" laughs> <"Dep!" laughs> <laughs> anyway, we get Damian Sandell versus Alberto Del Rio. And this match went on for eight a long time.
1: Because they're the two good workers, yep. you know, and they needed time <laughs> to fill. Yeah,
0: we don't got anybody else. You know, we already used... Uh, Tyson Kidd is a Mexican so yeah it's rare to see these heel versus heel matches though yeah, yeah it almost kind of feels like maybe we're going to see a Damien Sandow face turn soon who knows he's a crowd favorite and they know when he cashes in they're going to get the Dolph Ziggler reaction
1: not to that extent but yeah they yeah, will
0: but they'll get some of that I don't know man I'd mark out probably harder for a Damien Sandow thing now I guess back then though not yeah. I mean Dolph or Dolph was a pretty big deal but uh, eventually ADR took advantage of that injured knee of Sandow hit him with it, and then slapped on a cross-arm breaker and send out taps. Tap, Winner. tap. Tap, tap, tap that. Tap that app. Uh, Alberto Del Rio wins via submission. Now we get, this is where Michael Cole told us that Triple H reportedly suffering a concussion and a broken jaw, and that it was wired shut, and there may, or not, may not be a warrant out for the arrest of Big Choke, and we all find out this, you know. Anyway, yeah. well, we get another great, solid booking in this show. God. The Primetime Players and the Great Kali versus 3MB. I even wrote here, this match is what it is, a piss break.
1: Why is Kali getting featured again so much?
0: Yeah, he got the win. He slapped down. He slid her with his big overhand slap, you know. And uh, the winners, the Great Kali and the Primetime Players. And they all dance in the ring.
1: Oh, I know. I saw it. Yeah. Here's, ah, oh, man.
0: And it is... was weird. It felt like Titus O'Neil... He's, like, grabbing yeah. Kali's hand, trying to get... And even, I think, JBL and Cole were like, okay, all right, stop yeah. it. Yeah. Like, somebody stop
1: it. But this, you know, I've always been a fan of Mark Henry, but this makes me just cry out for the speedy recovery of Mark Henry because, man, he could be on here instead of Kali, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well, we moved on. We get Goldie Rhodes versus uh, the yeah. Wyatt family. I didn't get the audio here like I wanted to, but their vignette was different. It started with the match and the lighting. Uh-huh. Then Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt talked. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was, you know, another weird thing that, you yeah. know, like uh, kind of like what's he was saying yeah, yeah. Uh, against them. And then he blows it out and they come out. At, at one point, uh, Rowan's in the ring uh-huh, and he's staring uh, down Goldust and he's got the sheet mask on. Yeah. And uh, he's staring down Goldust and Goldust does this and then slaps the mask right off his face. I mean, yeah. just BAP! Right off his face. And uh, eventually, though, Cody Rhodes does a sunset flip-style roll-up from the corner. I guess, is that a monkey flip? I don't know. No, monkey flip's different. No, I don't know what you call that. But uh, he does that on Luke Harper for the victory. So, Goldie Rhodes winning the match. And uh, that's how SmackDown ended.
1: Yeah. You know, it was a good... It it was interesting, though. It was a
0: terrible show when you look at match qualities, other than Damian Sandow, maybe. And, you know, Truth and Axel had a good match, but...
1: Well, this was interesting because... Here is the Wyatt family, and the first match they lose as yeah, a tag team uh-huh. is a forgettable uh, SmackDown main event. Yeah. You know? I mean, to come Goldie on. To Goldie Rhodes. All right. Which, they're beating everyone now, so good for them. You know, they're getting the push. Tag team champions yeah.
0: of the world. World tag team champions of the world.
1: <laughs>
0: well, we've got to take another break. At least this one was quick. We had to, a couple of long segments there.
1: But thanks for
0: listening. In front of us, but for listening. And not
1: fast-forwarding.
0: But now... To make you work for it. We're gonna give you Dolph Ziggler and we're gonna give you Martin Thomas, but we gotta make you work for it.
1: (laughs) We want you to appreciate that, so we're gonna take you through the shit.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about the 14th Best Wrestling Program on television. TNA Impact Wrestling. I know you're excited when we come back to the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network.
2: 1025 The Fan. The biggest name in KC sports radio, Jim Rome. Give it a shot. You want something radical? Try that. Jim Rome is sports radio. Weekdays 11 till 2 on FM Sports Radio 1025 The Fan.
0: Who brought the cow?
1: I always thought that was weird because when he did this gimmick, he always praised New York. Yeah. And I'm like, well, hey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, and you always he always talked crap on Texas even. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, who doesn't? I uh, hate Texas. Would always. I hate so. Military training. We go to San Antonio, Texas.
1: San Antonio.
0: Our next assignment is uh, job training, Wichita Falls, Texas. Which Titty. We're getting our secondary part of job training we're flying out to Biloxi Mississippi and I shit you not me and this guy we finally get out of the airport we get in this guy's car who came to pick us up and he was like he was like hey man and I was like what he's like we're not in Texas and I was like we're
1: not in Texas <laughs> <laughs> we like just we we're like oh yeah <laughs> so excited so excited
0: oh man you know we were
1: talking about JBL and how good he is the thought that keeps coming to my mind every Monday night is when will we see the transition of JBL and Cole, and King not there anymore. Because that <sighs> always feels, and, and nothing against him, but it just feels like he's the added on. Uh,
0: yeah, I kind of feel like King's going to have that job as long as he wants it, at least with the current people that are in power now, until yeah. somebody's like, I just feel like, you know, get him in new. a
1: feud, get him beat up by a new heel, and now we don't and he see He doesn't him need the money. No. Not at all.
0: Like, he's always saved his money. Yeah. He's very frugal, right? And in Memphis, he's a king. He wouldn't have to have money. He could yeah. people would feed him for the rest of his life. He's right. like somebody was talking. I think it was Dutch Mantel on the Cole Cabana thing. Somebody was talking about uh, Jerry. L- I think it was Dutch Mantel. He said the two most famous people in Memphis are Elvis and Lawler. And he goes, I think Lawler might have overtaken Elvis yeah. in Memphis. Like yeah. he's just everywhere he goes, he's Lawler. Like yeah. they're not gonna.
1: Yeah, it's just, and it seems like it would be. You know, the two-man group is always the best for commentary. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jr. and King. Yeah, and you know, it, it
0: makes it better when, when they have a gorilla, guest. Because, gorilla
1: and uh, the brain. Because when you, you know have a I mean?
0: guest commentator and you got now you got four, yeah, and it, it just doesn't, doesn't work. So no. I'm
1: just wondering when, we're, when we will see that. Well, yeah, you I have a like heel soon. and you
0: have a face, and it's
1: the dichotomy
0: of it. Right. Because that's the story we're telling. Yep. We're not telling three different angles. We're telling good guy versus bad guy mm-hmm. here.
1: And then it always seems weird because sometimes uh, – king and jbl will team up on cole and make fun of him, and then sometimes cole and king will be like jbl you're saying the wrong thing you know like the baby face so it's just weird so hmm. hopefully it happens soon but i still like king it just feels yeah. like they need to go with yeah. the new push
0: well let's talk about something way more exciting than that <laughs> actually I wasn't mad this week
1: it was pretty good
0: we start off on Impact Wrestling with Dixie Carter in the ring. She's talking smack on Hogan. Uh-huh. She's getting some great heat here, right? Very I mean, they good. are booing her. Now, um, she, she never mentioned Hogan. She just kept saying this guy, that guy, and she says, you know, like, he, you know, I didn't need him, all this stuff. She goes, and that's why he'll never be called by his name in this company again. You know what I mean? She never referred to him as Hogan, like mm-hmm. wouldn't refer to his name. But then she also says she didn't need him. She didn't need anybody else. And she said this
6: to come in here and tell me
1: how to run my own wrestling company. I mean, good Lord. I
3: mean, I don't need any Vince. I don't need any has-been Eric
5: Bishop. I don't need any Mr. Stephanie Levesque.
1: God, all, I hate her voice. First of all, the
0: heat. Yeah. She, you barely couldn't hear. And Mr. Stephanie Levesque.
1: Good shot. Woo. And I, you know, the other thing I liked is she said Vince. And that could be McMahon, Russo. You know, she didn't really. I don't need any Vince. Yeah, any Vince. You know, I like that.
0: Mr. Stephanie Levesque.
1: Yeah. Those some balls. Very much Taking
0: so. Taking your shots at them. And again, and, and I said this in my call to the WIR. Uh, I said. WWE's likely not to respond to that. They're not gonna say nothing. Not yet. Yeah, they're just yeah. kind of probably like, oh, okay, whatever, lady. But that keeps people wanting to watch you. What are you gonna say next? You know what I mean? Wow, the the vast improvements Dixie Carter has made from her first heel promo yeah. on AJ. Yeah. Man.
1: But even that was pretty good. Right. I mean, it was. But yeah, yeah, this one was really good. This is just,
0: she's so much better. But she starts to lean into AJ Styles at this point. And then we get Sting's music. Sting comes down the ring asks her, what's going on? All right, what's going on? Now, she's angry with him, and she says, "Uh, you know, I remember a little while back, somebody told me that he had the perfect guy for the job of general manager, (laughs) leading to when Sting was finally like, no, trust Hogan again, you know? Uh, So she books him and Magnus for a match later against Bad Influence. And she says, look, if either you or Magnus lose... That person won't be allowed to compete at Bound for Glory. This would ruin their big match that they're going to have, right?
1: With she, each other.
0: Yeah. And she tells him that she holds his future in the palm of her little hand. And she says, that's what's going on. Yeah? I like that. So, we get Austin Aries in the back. And he's being asked about Jeff Hardy and their Ultimate X match coming up at BFG. And he says, that was Jeff's idea. Because he needs all the extras. The tables. The ladders. The chairs. He says, I don't need any of that stuff because I'm a professional wrestler. Ooh. A great one. Yeah. yeah. He says, tonight, they'll go one-on-one without the extracurriculars, which I loved. Very good promo. Austin Aries.
1: What how how WWE passed on that guy.
0: <laughs> anyway, then we get AJ Styles in the locker room. He's being asked if he's worried about Bully Ray's revenge for his actions last week. and <laughs> Of course, AJ says, oh, not afraid <laughs> of any Bully revenge. And I, he, he says, Bully knows I don't back down from any fight. Bully knows that. And Dixie knows that. And she also knows that he's going to make her pay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, now we get Austin Aries versus Jeff Hardy. This match is a spot fest. What would you expect, right?
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: The crowd is really into this match. Now, this crowd was good. It's Tulsa, Oklahoma crowd. I mean, it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm sure they've had a couple of jars of moonshine before the show started. (laughs) Um,
1: They are probably tailgating
0: for this. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but I mean, they were really into it. Jeff Hardy was up at the top rope for a swanton uh, when Austin got up, kicked the ropes, and then he nailed Hardy with a brain buster from the top rope, right? Great. Now, I was a little worried that this spot was about to go really wrong because uh, Hardy was a little wobbly while Aries had him up in the air, and I was like, oh, no. He's going to die. He's going to break his fucking neck. He's going to wrestle with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, see, what happened is Hardy jumped a little bit, you know, like the big show jump whenever somebody's got to get him up for a move. You know, you know like when somebody's picking up for a suplex and you kind of leap up a little bit. Uh, A little bit before Aries was ready for it. Yeah. So that caused a little bit of... Right. uh, But they got a hold of it, and the move looked damn good. I mean, brain buster from the top rope, right? Austin Aries, your winner. Jeff already did the job. I like that. Well, then we get main event mafia music. Hmm? Say what? What? Out comes Joe, wearing a suit, looking good. Joe congratulates Aries on his big win, but wants to talk about that Ultimate X match at BFG, and he wants to let him know there will be a fifth competitor for that match. And he also wants to let him know that Joe... ...is going to kill you.
1: All the while, Kenny King still stands in the background saying, what about what me? What
0: the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what about Kenny me? King. Kenny King.
1: I'm pretty good.
0: You know what? They only signed him for a one gig sign. <laughs> yeah. So, at BFG, the X Division Championship will be on the line in an ultimate X match between Manic, Austin Aries, Jeff Hardy, Chris Sabin, and Samoa Joe. That might be worth the purchase price alone.
1: Yeah. I hope Kenny King comes in and screws all of them. That would make. Kenny King. That would, oh, how great would that be? The most perfect way to get heat is in this great, epic, one yes. of the best matches of all time. Kenny King screws them all screws over. screws
0: them all. Oh, Kenny King. I hope that happens. Exhibition champ.
1: Kenny King.
0: And Kenny then we're all, King. And then we're sitting here looking like geniuses because oh, we're like, what the hell
1: happened? What about man. Kenny King? Mark that. Because if that happens, we're sending this to TNA. Yes. And we're going to be yes. working for TNA.
0: Well, after that, we get bro-mans there in the back. Now, Robbie E. has the word bro shaved into the back of his head. Great. That's committing to character.
1: Yeah, hey, good job for you instead of going to work on another reality yeah. show.
0: Now, listen, it's not even just like he shaved down the the letters bro. He outlined them. Mm-hmm. Shaved the outline of the word bro. So the word bro spelled out in hair, but it's outlined. And it's not just like... Like, rudimentary stick. I mean, it's, like, stylized. Yeah. I mean, it was looking cool. It looked ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I The would guy never can't do go it. anywhere without looking like an idiot. Sorry, wearing a hat. Yeah. So, at any rate, I mean, just great. Now, they're talking about the party last night, and they're like, nine girls in five hours? And then Jesse's like, and where did the horse come from? <laughs> right? And so Robbie says, hey, speaking of horses, what's up with you losing to ODB last week? And then Jesse says, hey, now, sir, that's not fair, because technically ODB isn't a girl. And we've seen girls. yeah, We've seen girls. <laughs> right? So, anyway, Jesse then talks about how Dixie Carter said she respects people who step up. And tonight, he's going to step up and take care of their biggest problem. And he leaves. Now we get Jeremy Borash in the parking lot next to a van that has Eric Young and Joseph Park in it. JB tells us that Young and Park are bound for glory as they are about to embark on a 1,500-mile road trip to San Diego for the pay-per-view. And you can follow along on ImpactWrestling.com and check for updates from the road every day. I watch one of these. They're good. Funny stuff. Very good. Very good stuff. Yes. Yeah. You
1: have Abyss, who could be one of your best workers, and Eric Young, who's a very good worker himself, and they're riding in a car. Yeah. But, hey- yeah, they're there were some something. funny things.
0: Like, the one I watched, they're patching a tire, and he's patching it with, like, Band-Aids yeah. or something, you know? Like, And he's like, this isn't going to hold. And he's like, hey, how many road trips have you been on, huh? <laughs> one. Right. He's like, how many I've been on? A thousand and yeah, one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just funny stuff, yeah. And they're playing with, like, action figures and mm, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, so, but they start to drive off, suddenly slam on the brakes, and get out because EY just remembered ODB as a match later, and he can't leave just yet. Because what we get is ODB versus Jesse. From, with from romance, e. yeah, yeah, he's got Robbie E with him. Eric Young's out there. Uh, they start off with a good comedy spot with ODB shoving Jesse's face in her boobs, and he's all freaking out. And Then she does it to Robbie E, and he's all freaking out. So Eric Young jumps up on the apron, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, me, me, do it to me!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a good one, right? Yeah. Well, Eric Young and Robbie fight off to the back, right? So it leaves them alone in the ring. ODB pulls out her flask, whipping the crowd into a frenzy, slapping her tits, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going nuts. Then we get some music. Like, What's that? And Lady Tappa comes out. ODB isn't going to back down, but Tappa lays her out with a harsh clothesline.
1: But I like how she like amped herself up by smacking her tits. Yeah, and she's she like, like yeah, 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 yeah. And
0: then she yeah. runs up there and just gets clotheslined. And uh, Tappa starts banging her head on the mat, you know what I mean, going crazy. And then she gets her up, just to kick her in the face. And then she picks up ODB in a fireman's carry. And last time, she did this to uh, Velvet picked her up in that fireman's carry, dropped her back like the shell shock. Mm-hmm. But what she does this time is she does not move that she whips her out like she's about to do the F5, Brock Lesnar's F5, but ends it in a Stone Cold Stunner-like sit-down smack of the thing. Very innovative. Very sweet. Yeah, it was very cool. And this woman is
1: massive. Yeah.
0: She dwarfed ODB. Yeah.
1: Okay? ODB's one. ODB's
0: a big woman. Yeah. Yeah, one dirty
1: bitch. She's one dirty so bitch.
0: Now, she stands over ODB holding the knockout's title. <laughs> <laughs> What? You don't know, like uh, Scott Steiner? Oh,
1: God, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I'm hungry.
0: Scott Steiner?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And one dirty bitch. Yeah. We need that.
0: Oh, man. Well, you know where Raw was last night?
1: Where?
2: As uh, I stand here in the show me state of St. Louis,
1: Missouri. That's a city. I, w-
0: <laughs> I say last night, but we're doing this Wednesday night, but yeah. you get the idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a city. Yeah. I'm doing him again.
0: Yeah. So. <clears throat> oh, God. Aces and eighths are in the back, and Nux and Bish are saying they're down to three members because of what a bully has done. bully tells them they're wrong. It's not because of him. It's because of Ken Anderson and his ego. Mind you, Ken Anderson has recently resigned with TNA, so we see where this is going. But Nux said bully's right, but he didn't have to pile drive him on the stage and try to end his career. He was a brother, man, and he wore the colors of the club. Well. Bully says, "Yeah, that, the Tree Club." I'm yeah, here. Bully says that might have been a little strong, but tonight he needs to focus on Bully's revenge, and what he wants for Bully's revenge is he wants them to take the glory and the spotlight. You guys can have it. Go out there and take out AJ Styles and make sure he doesn't make it to Bound for Glory. want them to do it so that the title, uh, the, so that the title stays in the club. Now they seem to be buying into a speech and they're not in agreement with him. All right? He's hooked him again. Now we get Sting and Magnus in the back. Yeah. Mag, yeah. Magnus says he's realized he needed a kick in the rear end last week. And he says he's got the match of his career coming up against him at BFG. Sting says he wants, he's out for that match to prove that even though he can't wrestle for the world title anymore, it's still showtime. What does, does that even mean?
1: But does this, well, that he can still main event? Yeah, no, I, get I get that. Know what it means. But it's showtime. Hey, man, I need, I need some help getting motivated for my match against you. Got any words of advice? Yeah, kick my ass. Kick my ass. I mean, what the hell? It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so dumb.
0: Yeah. See, here's the thing that, okay, if you're Sting, the the hole in the storyline is, you're Magnus, I'm Sting right now, right? right? Yep. You're freaking out because you seemingly aren't buying into yourself and you think yeah. that you're just a failure. I lost it. You can't get the job done. Yep. I'm going to give you your, your match that's going to put you over the edge at Bound for Glory. But I'm still going to wrestle that match because I'm, think I think I'm going to sh- kick your ass. Yeah. I'm still going to win. That's not helping you at all. Right. That's yeah. going to make it worse. Yeah. I'm gonna if make, I beat you, yeah. now you're going to be like, see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do see? suck. Yeah. Yeah. So what the hell? I mean, like, thanks, Sting. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: thanks, <I> mean, Obama. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Way to kill
2: Obama.
0: God. It, it, you know what? You know what Sting should have said to him? What?
2: No, what chance you have? You have no chance, but you had a chance, and so you can run nitty split because you can't run because you got some fat asses.
1: Right. Well, where this where this <laughs> would make sense, I love that. Where this would make sense a little bit is, okay, you need the match of your career. I need to prove that I can still do this. I still hang with the young bucks. Right. So what we're gonna do is, from this moment on. I'm not gonna see you, you're not gonna see me, and then do some training videos. You know, Sting's in Venice yeah. Beach, Magnus is yeah. in Kansas City with Harley Race.
0: Yeah, why are we still in the back getting naked together while we yeah. change clothes? Yeah, this is that's really the weird. part.
1: Yeah, don't hang out with each other anymore. Prove that this is such an important match that we're taking it serious. We're serious, we're not gonna see each other.
0: Yeah. Well, the show gets better. We get bad influence. Which is always great. They come out for the Ego Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And they're dressed like Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. Perfect. In the orange and blue tuxedos.
1: Perfect. Top
0: hats, canes. They're even doing the whole bit of the sword fighting, you know. Uh, Daniel steps to the podium and he says that they have decided to dress like all the people in the crowd tonight. The fans of the main event mafia. The frauds of this company. The dumb and the dumber. As he's pointing to the crowd, right? So it ties it in. Because Arian says there's a lot of fraudulent Halls of Fame out there. For instance... Major League Baseball refuses to induct Jose Conseco. Right? The the how do you, the shame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame still hasn't inducted Judas Priest. <laughs> and DNA has yet to induct the best tag team in the business. Bad influence. All valid points. Yes. All so valid now points. they give Bobby Roode an induction, an introduction like only they can and I have the audio.
4: Allow me to introduce the very first Inductee into the Ego Hall of Fame. The pride of Peterborough. The man who's a freak. He likes the girls with the boom. He once got busy in a Tim Hortons bathroom. That one time. That one time. <laughs> the it factor of professional wrestling. Bobby Roode. I
0: love these guys right now. These might be some of my favorite things in wrestling. These guys and their
1: angle. Yeah, no, they're awesome. They're yeah. the they're the one redeeming quality week in and week out that yes. I'll watch. You know, like, Dixie Carter is getting better, but originally I was like, Pfft, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But they, every time they're... Uh, yeah,
0: they never disappoint. Right,
1: every time they're on there, I'm going to watch.
0: Yeah. Well, they've even got, like, this big wooden throne for Rude, big mm-hmm. portrait of him, mm-hmm. and they're going all out. Cass says he slaved over a hot computer to make Bobby this, <laughs> <laughs> which was a video package about him, and it's it's... Footage from Kurt Angle's video segment of his Hall of Fame Yeah, election. but
1: they take out Kurt Angle's name. Yeah, every
0: time they take out Kurt Angle's name, it's it's Kaz dubbing it over, going Bobby or Bobby <laughs> yeah. Rude, and so somebody's like, like the girls are like, oh, who wouldn't want to kiss Bobby? Right. And it's just great. I mean, it's a great thing, right? Very so good. Bobby gets up and he's like in tears and he thanks them. He says, "There's one more man that needs to be recognized, and that without that man, none of this would be possible. And that man is me, <laughs> myself." He says he is deserving of a Hall of Fame induction, not Kurt Angle, and continues to lay out all of his accomplishments. Right, longest reigning TNA champion, yada yada yada. Keeps saying all that, and he keeps asking, "What has Kurt Angle done lately? Where's Kurt Angle now?" Well, there he is. There is Kurt Angle, looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And sober. Yeah, he takes his shirt off. Looks like he's been hitting the weights. Looks in good shape, yeah. Uh, he comes to the ring and he suplexes both the bad influence, tries to catch Bobby Roode who runs away, and then challenges Bobby Roode to a match at Bound for Glory.
1: Which already happened two years ago, yeah. but we'll forget about that.
0: They need a good undercar, and that should be a solid match. Oh, I mean,
1: it's always going to yeah. be a good match, but I mean, come on, it just happened in 2011.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. we get Velvet Sky with Chris Sabinento, he's going to come out with her this time, versus Brooke, knockouts title number one contendership match, right?
1: mm and that ass yeah. both of them yeah but
0: yeah
1: uh all right let's move on
0: what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah i know
1: right let's move on let's so, keep talking
0: about ass
1: all right i wish
0: i love shoving ass so <laughs> <laughs> love to shove ass cause i'm an ass man uh, so uh
1: they of course, always make they always make me want to work off
0: yeah work <laughs> off when i shove ass now, they're going to retry this match because last week this match was ruined by Lady Tapa's appearance. Uh-huh. Renner did a no contest.
1: Which would have been great if she did it again.
0: Yeah. Well, Mike Tanay tells us that it's already been established that Gail Kim is in the title match at Bound for Glory. And the winner of this match will be the third participant. My question for you, when the hell was that established?
1: The only thing that I can think of is, and was I don't that remember it. Was that... damn long
0: ago that she earned a goddamn number
1: one contender well, match or something? Maybe when she beat Taryn Terrell. Yeah, was that's there a, a number one contender match? I don't know. That's the only thing six I Six weeks
0: think... ago that I forgot about?
1: Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, it's already bad enough that I don't remember you girls that well. You don't need to go, oh, hey, hey remember? No, because I won't. And how about if that's the case? Why haven't we seen Gail Kim talking about that? Yeah, she hasn't even been on TV. I forgot about Gail Kim until you mentioned her. Right.
0: TNA. Hell, I can do that. <laughs> Velvet has her ribs taped up. She's playing up that. uh, She's really sore from the attack by Lady Tapper last week. Mm -hmm. So the match goes back and forth, right? And at one point, Saban calls Velvet over to go over some strategies. like, come here, come here, come here. Brooke takes this opportunity to roll up Velvet for the pin. Winner, Brooke, via pinball.
1: Now, this is nothing. Chris Saban didn't do anything really wrong here. But it's just one more thing to make him get into that heel tactic. So Mm -hmm. it was good. Whoa. That ass.
5: That ass.
1: (laughs) That's, a, that's what that match is going to be called. I love to kick 'em. I love to shove 'em. Love to stick 'em.
0: Shove 'em, stick 'em. Chris Brown. They show us a video of Ethan getting out of his car. Ethan, right? Yep. Now, hold on. This is what bothered me.
1: Okay.
0: They show the video of Ethan getting out of his car. The same video they showed us last week of him getting out of his car.
1: Exact same.
0: The whole same exact same video, right? But they wrote on there earlier tonight.
1: Because they forgot.
0: Were they in Tulsa last week? No, because this one said Impact Live on it. I Which know. is what they always do the first.
1: They forgot. It was uh, it was an oversight. It was a, eh, fuck you really it. think they
0: forgot? Yes.
1: It was a, nah, eh, fuck it. Just air it. Earlier tonight? Yeah. They don't know how to edit that off.
0: Yeah. They, <laughs> they're not working off. Yeah. Well, but what they do is they actually show us Ethan's face this time. Mm-hmm. And it's, this time we don't have to, we're not spoiling it for anybody. It's Derek Bateman from yeah. WWE. Yeah. And NXT fame. Uh, They tell us his name is Ethan Carter III, or
1: E-G-3. E-C-3.
0: E-C-3, right. Sorry. Missed a typo. (laughs) I'm like TNA.
1: Yeah, at least we corrected it.
0: Hell, I can do that. Bad influence versus Sting and Magnus. Match we got here, right? If Sting or Magnus lose, they're not allowed to compete at Bound for Glory.
1: Because that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Bad influence took the early lead due to some miscommunications between Sting and Magnus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously attempting to set up some animosity here, right? At one point, they've been beating Magnus really bad, right? He gets this hot tag. Sting comes in, lays everyone out. Then he tags Magnus back. Magnus gets up and hits a sweet-looking top elbow drop, you know, from the top rope. Magnus doesn't go for the pin to Sting's dismay. He's like, what are you doing? Pin him! All right. He gets up and goes for a submission instead. This allows Daniels to come back in and make the save. Sting then tags himself back in. You know, like Magnus gets knocked over and he tags him in. Like himself, you know what I mean? Just hits mm-hmm. his back. Mm-hmm. Then he jumps in, does the Stinger Splash, and the Scorpion Death Drop. Pins Kaz for the win. Winners, Sting and Magnus, they're going to have their match. Yay! Everything's Yay. great, right? Yes. Everything's wonderful. Everything's awesome. Except Magnus is a little pissed off. Heel. Why'd you tag yourself in? Heal. You didn't let me. You didn't give me the opportunity to close this match off. So I'm not good enough. See? You don't think... You you proved it. Right? Right. Right. Dixie's in the back. She's stopping AJ Styles, who's on his way to the ring. She tells him, uh, he doesn't have to do this match tonight, AJ. As a matter of fact, you don't have to do the match about him for glory, either. She hands him a check. She says, look, AJ, you've never held that much money in your life. And you should think about all that you could buy with that, especially in Gainesville, Georgia, of all places. (laughs) Right? She says, Yeah, you could take... She's, you could take all that money and just call it a career. You could buy a line of trailers. You could start a charity for all the little redneck kids out there. I mean, just laying it on thick, right? Yep. She says, it's a lot of money. And he says, it is a lot of money. You could buy a lot with that, but you can't buy me with it. He rips up the check and walks off. And he throw, you know, rips it up, throws it off, and she's like, I didn't sign that check anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like great. the little, you yeah. know, well, I fired you anyhow, <laughs> yeah, or I didn't exactly. sign it anyhow. Yeah. yeah,
0: always at the end, like yeah. in the last word, is great, yeah. So, I'm I'm
1: loving Dixie Carter right now. She is very Who good. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Well, she has an annoying-ass voice. She kind of just, you want to punch her. Yeah. You can't. Well, a well, guy You can't. can't. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> uh, she's great. Yeah, she's doing awesome.
0: Yeah. So, now we get Nux and Bish versus AJ Styles.
1: Is Bish his real name? That's what it says on his thing. God, on his cousin, that's what they call him. They're big. like,
0: Bish. Yeah that's So strange. that's why I call him that Because that's what they say to Because he's a bish. bitch He is a Yeah
1: There's a song though That you yeah. Oh you know? Yo, is there really Yeah it's a rap song I a hippity
0: hop yeah. Hippity hop hop
1: Yeah I listen yeah. to that hip hop
0: Hip hop anonymous <laughs> Bully Ray comes out And he told Tanae Your night's over Basically tells him to kick rocks In so many words Get out of here Right Tanae leaves Now Bully sits down To do commentary with Taz I
1: thought that was cool Yeah Old NWO type you Yeah know, gimmick. Get out of here Yeah
0: AJ actually controlled most of this match, which I thought would have been the other way around. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a few times the numbers would get to him, but he would eventually uh, get the better of it. And he rolls up Bish for a victory. Everybody's rolling up lately. Is it always that way, or is it just now that I just notice it?
1: Well, I mean, if you think of one of the greatest matches of all time... Uh, Steamboat versus Savage WrestleMania three. That ends in a roll up. Yeah, that's Steamboat true. Steamboat beats Ric Flair in Chicago with a roll up. Yeah. So I mean, well,
0: it's it's one of those that when you want an unexpected ending. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. You know what I mean? It's 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 nobody's really getting the better of somebody, but they just did a quick ah, which yep. bothered me. So I can knock you the hell out. I can put on my finisher. I can brainbuster you. hmm But you still kick out at two. But you're not strong enough to kick out of a roll up. Nope. Because it just happened. Oh, my God. So I can cuss to you, you, right. but you can kick out. Yeah. Anyway, AJ Styles wins via pinfall. After the bell, Nux and Bish start putting the boots to him. And this is when Bully Ray comes in. He makes them stop. Stop. I'm going to do it. He starts whipping AJ with the chain, right? And the heat's insane. Crowd is booing him. This yeah. crowd was great all night. I mean, Very just good. leaning into him. I mean, I, it was like almost shaking the, the arena loud. AJ gets up to try to fight back, and Bully Ray sends him flying out onto the ramp. And we end with Bully Ray literally hovering over him, like right in his face, telling him, I'm going to take you out. Oh, you're going to be over. You're a bitch. It's going to be over. You're a bitch. Not a bish. No. You're a bitch. And that's TNA.
1: You know, uh, better than usual from them. Definitely Dixie Carter was good. Ego's always awesome. Awesome. Uh, And that was about it. And that ass
0: in that ass well you know what we're going to do next we're going to come back with Martin Thomas yeah professional wrestling referee for over a decade he's yes. going to give us some insights into the world of refereedum is that a word it is now alright he's going to give some insights into the world of refereedum for all the Spanish announced
1: tableans so how do you like that bish I'll, I'll go with it
0: yeah I'll go with yes it. you
1: will very insightful though honestly like really listen to this because what he tells you is some really good stuff
0: yeah we do two segments with Martin Thomas.
1: And then we get into Dolph Ziggler. Dolph
0: Ziggalos. <laughs> it's another word that I just made up. Ziggler
1: I don't know if he'll like that.
0: No, nah, he won't. He's going to zigzag me right. into there. But we are going to hear what Dolph uh, uh, thinks about how he'd set up a storyline with you. So
1: I know. Yeah. And even Martin. And I like yes. both of them.
0: Yeah, so stick around for two great, great interviews coming up for Hour 2. The Spanish Announce Table on where?
1: The training Yeah.
4: What's up? It is Heavy Set, and I'm here to tell you about K Fabe Sports Radio, the home of the Ohio Indy Report and NFL Easy Picks. On the Ohio Indy Report, I break down what's going on in the Cleveland scene of independent wrestling from AIW to Prime Wrestling and some of the little organizations in between that I can attend. And if you also like NFL football, be sure to check out NFL Easy Picks hosted by myself and my good friend Joe Bennett as we break down and talk about what is going on in football and we make our picks on the coming week's games. And all this can be found at www.kfabesports.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching KFabe Sports Radio. And while you're at KFAPESports.com, be sure to check out the links for KFaip Sports Radio, Ohio Indie Report, and NFL Easy Picks on Facebook and Twitter. So for now, be sure to check out the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks on KFaip Sports Radio, where it's all a work.
0: Slamming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my God, Week's news and rumors. The Spanish announce table. table our dose our two our dose yeah, I don't speak Spanish too I don't speak Spanish either so we're just gonna go with two feels odd yeah we'll go with two Oh, gosh, we went through hour one lightning fast because, as we promised, we have some interviews to get
1: to. Yeah, switching it up, you know. It's always good to get like the review and our insight, I feel, on the shows, but then it's good to break it up and get some other people involved, get some interviews, get some insights from other people than
0: well, yeah, Captain you know, Awesome, T-Mac. Yeah, these you know, the people listen to it, They talk wrestling already anyway. They want right. to just hear us yeah. talking wrestling. So, what we have now professional wrestling referee uh, a decade or more, mm-hmm. Martin Thomas. Martin, welcome to the Spanish announce table.
1: Thank you guys, appreciate yeah. you having me. You know, this is good because this is a good friend of mine over on the MMA side. Yes. And I always tell people about MMA it's like the transition be- from MMA usually starts in pro wrestling. You know, it's either you are a wrestler, like a legit wrestler, you know, amateur background and then you got into the sport or you have some type of martial arts background but if you're a fan Typically, nine times out of ten, it's you are a pro wrestling first, then, you know, now we're in the PG era. A lot of people get turned off by that. They go to MMA where there's knockouts, head kicks, all of that stuff, and then we get involved in that. Martin Thomas comes comes to us from that world so it's always good to get the mma guys over here to our pro wrestling side and yeah. talk some pro wrestling so
5: yeah. let's be clear i do not
1: fight yeah <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah yeah right. neither do i it's, it's just fun to watch but anyhow um martin we're going to start off basically with you know as captain awesome mentioned you've been a ref for over a decade how does one get involved in the ref side of pro wrestling
5: you know, I would encourage everybody to do it better than what I did because I was 33 years old when I got started. Okay. Recovering from an ankle surgery, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, and I realized I had to do something to get into better shape. Mm-hmm. So I saw a little flyer in the newspaper about uh, Central States wrestling, and I made some calls and started to bug everybody I could about letting me come up and train the referee
1: and eventually they gave in and i did now was referee the original aspiration or were you wanting to be a pro wrestler you know as a kid you always hear that you know i want i want to be the next hulk hogan you typically don't want to hear i want to be the next earl hebner you know yeah. <laughs> so speaking, For yourself like, yeah true true yeah. so was referee the original aspiration or was it uh being a wrestler
5: well, my main goal was to be a referee. Mm-hmm. It was in the back of my head. If I'm good at it, you know, learn, train, maybe I could be a, ref- a wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. And I learned really early that it's painful and I don't <laughs> like pain. And so right. refereeing was the way I went. Yeah. Well, so,
0: so Central States Wrestling. I mean, that's a well storied, right? A, you yeah. know, traditional thing. So, what, who, who'd you come across in there? Like, who? How did you? Would you just walk in and grab some guy like, Hey, man, let me, I mean, how did this, can, we, can we elaborate a little bit on yeah, that? Yeah. The,
5: the article was covering a psycho sandman. He mm-hmm. used to be the head trainer for Central States wrestling. Okay. I happened to find his phone number. I honestly don't remember how, but at the time he was <laughs> injured and was telling me that Michael Strider's doing the head training. He lives in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gave me his phone number and, uh, two weeks of pestering. Justin Appleberry, I know he came out last yeah. week, Justin yeah. Appleberry, he finally agreed to take me up to St. Joe with him and Mark Sterling to give it a shot, and uh, on the way up there, funny thing with Mr. Appleberry, his driving sucks, <laughs> and uh, literally, we almost got ran over by a semi on the way up there, oh. which, you know, I'm thinking, this is, what what have I gotten myself into? Right. This is day one. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
5: <laughs> and... We get up there, and it's of course set up in a an old mechanic shop. So it's just a garage, low ceiling, and again, I'm wondering what the hell did I get myself into here? These guys are going to kill me, and uh, I, I wish I could remember everybody's names. Oh, well, of that's, course, you know yeah. that's back in the the old days of. Everybody was already established. Here's me, the new guy coming in, and some of the other trainees. Sterling was just starting, and you know Appleberry was already made his name, mm-hmm. and everyone was counting on him for training. And uh, literally for an hour, they put me through the paces, running the ring, running the ropes, learning to take a bump, and it was it was just hell because of course smoking and recovering from an ankle <laughs> yeah, yeah, surgery. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't going to tell anybody that. You got to man up of and course, take it. Yeah. You know? right, yeah, So I can do this. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then came the initiation afterwards. Oh, okay. there were sixteen wrestlers imagine. there, including Derek Stone. Okay, and the first thing they do is they're gonna, ch- everyone's gonna chop you to the chest. Oh, now I'm not a small person, you know. I've always had the wide shoulders and big chest. Right. so they're they're lighting me up, and I'm like, well, this really isn't that bad. Okay. And then came Michael Strider. (laughs) And he left a handprint in the middle of my chest. That we still see today. No. I was so
3: proud of that. I never washed my chest again. (laughs) I
5: I was proud of that. I went to work the next day. I couldn't move. But I'm, look at this guy. Look at this. But the worst was Derek Stone, Mm. who laughed. Because I'm sitting there being the manly person and taking all this. And Derek did the older hand chop to the chest. That almost took me to my knees, and oh. everyone's kind of laughing. And I'm like, okay, are we done with that? Almost. <laughs> so then everyone locks you up into a different submission hole oh. just to kind of let you know how it feels, right. you know? And yeah. I'm sitting there and Showtime, Darian Sanders, six foot four, fantastic wrestler at the time, but he jumps up on the top rope and tells me to lay still. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, this is not going to yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. And out of the sheer luck, the top rope broke, and he, <laughs> right, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't get hurt, but he hit the jump down, <laughs> right, yeah. and that was the end of my initiation. <laughs> Whew, yeah, you know, Thank yeah. God for that one. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> so before yeah. we go any farther, kind of tell us, were you a wrestling fan growing up? Were, were you oh. watching wrestling, you know, day yeah. in, day out, kind of how the rest of the hardcore fans are?
5: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Harley Race, Bulldog Bob Brown, Bob Goggle.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: I was eight years old at West Junior High in Lawrence, Kansas. Central States came in there and that you know i was a bulldog bob brown fan i had the crew cut and you know a dorky little (laughs) eight-year-old kid and my fondest memory is you know bulldog bob brown i don't remember if he wins or loses but he's storming to the back and i step in front of him because i wanted to meet him and he actually stopped and smiled at me for a minute and then get the hell out of the way kid right (laughs) off he went i don't think i ever washed that shirt my
3: mother (laughs) was
1: nuts over that shirt I, i kept it like, Bulldog, touch me. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> he touched me.
1: So how cool was it then, you know, growing up a Central States wrestling fan, and then, like you said, your initiation with the Central States wrestling guys? Like, now you're yeah. in it. I mean, what? tell us a little bit about that. Was it surreal that, you know, now you're here after watching it when you were eight years old, stuff like that?
5: Oh yeah, to to just be in the central states ring, you know, in the central states name.
1: Yeah.
5: And the first couple of shows, I mean, honest God, I was terrible the first couple of shows.
3: <laughs> so
5: you're scared to death. You're trying to remember everything yes. you're supposed to do. And afraid you know, to make a mistake. Yeah. Don't, Don't know what to do if up. you do. Don't yeah. want to piss off the big guys because, you know, yeah. you hear the stories what happens if you make a mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was always lucky and I never made any major mistakes when I started out. But just just the fact that, you know, I'm at a Central States wrestling show and I'm I'm working it, mm-hmm. you know, that that was just the biggest thrill of my
1: life. So who trains the referees. I mean, are the referees being trained at the same time the wrestlers are as far as the psychology of it? Is it, you know, okay, we're gonna do this match here or here and then you as the ref, now you're also involved in this meeting, or is it the wrestlers kind of do their thing and then when you're out there, you're just there for time management, stuff like that. How how does that work backstage, you know, going through a match? in the
5: beginning of it we would always of course i would be involved in the whole thing of the guys working the match out i'm listening making sure i get the finish what the time's going to be and uh, as i got better we stopped telling me what the finish is going to be because mm-hmm. they wanted a more realistic count right, okay you know because there's nothing worse than a referee that stops bringing his hand down because mm-hmm. he knows finish.
0: it's a fu- yeah.
5: yeah it's uh, I, I, i've
0: noticed a couple times where that third one is a little bit slower they're like one two
3: whoa and i'm like
5: hey yeah yeah man that that was drilled in my head don't do that don't do that and i have learned to fall on my face on the third count just to stop my hand (laughs) from (laughs) slapping right you know i'll smash my whole face down just to make it more dramatic
0: i think i saw it on one of these week's shows uh the ref hit the third and then he was like no no you know what i mean like whoa no that was wrong yeah. yeah yeah
5: I, I did that to <laughs> Matt Seidel and Delirious
0: oh, on an
5: NWA cruiserweight title match that Central States had. Okay. I counted the three count when Matt Seidel was being pinned. Ooh. And I'm laying there next to him, guys. I just screwed up. Yeah. They go, yeah, just jump up and say no. Yeah, I just wave it off. It off. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I jumped up, waved it and off. And that seems yeah.
0: believable to me, always believable, because it's the ref. He's making the decision. Like, yeah. No, he kicked yeah. it out before I hit. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. seems. You know, you can't stop your hand sometimes, right. yeah.
5: But the hesitation on that, I don't have the video anymore, but I could always watch that and remind myself of, pay attention to what you're doing. You right. Know, three minutes into the match, you're not going to count a pin. Right, yeah. That was very, that was my mistake and mm. the embarrassment, well, unless you you're
0: know, in WWE these days. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, does a ref, does a ref, do they practice? Like, did you ever practice your three count? You know, one thing that I always used to do, you know, backyard wrestling, you know, two friends would go and I would be the ref, you know, for example, and I would always practice that, you know, one, two, you know what I mean? Does <laughs> yeah. a ref, when they're really a ref, yeah. do you practice your you, three count? Do you I practice mean, the slide you, in? Yeah, yeah. Like do you a, practice yeah.
4: the
5: cadence and stuff in, like that? In the beginning, you do, because yeah. you're nervous, and of course, you don't want to just slap with your hand, because your hand's going to get really sore if mm. you're the only referee. Right. So you want to smack your forearm and hand down on the mat and yeah sure yeah, enough I didn't know my, that. Yeah. yeah my first show in you know my hands swollen and because <laughs> yeah. i've been smashing my hand and somebody made fun of me in the back because i wasn't smashing my forearm down for it so yeah you do practice it and then after a while it got to the point that you know i don't need to practice my three count but it started to occur to me i can't take a regular bump like the wrestlers do because mm. i'm not supposed to be a trained to wrestle yeah yeah so i started to train to twist myself up when i was would have to take a bump
0: gotcha and
5: no one in years has seen me take a back bump i don't know if i still can because it's <laughs> yeah. instinctual Right. Me, you know to twist up throw my mm-hmm. feet up in the air something to make it look different
0: well that's what i was going to ask that too do they train you on a different is there a ref bump like do they have a ref bump class versus you know like your standard bumps because i mean the ref bump is a a part of it, you yeah. know, we'll say, Oh, he took a ref bump,
1: right? In no, here, so if, I didn't
0: know if they're trained to bump differently. Or
5: if they're really good, you learn to take a safe, normal bump, and then it's up to you to start to figure out how you can do it to where it looks like you're not, right? And you'll still see the big time referees take just a regular back bump, mm-hmm. and to me, that is just taking the easy way out, right? Yeah. You know, you you're, shouldn't know that, obviously to, yeah. trained how to bump. You're supposed to be just a referee. Yeah. Referees are supposed to be pussies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's been so many matches where, you know, beer has been spat in the face of the ref and all of a sudden he's out of commission for yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. as if water or any type of substance. Now you're blind, yeah. you know.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, an elbow caught me in the side of the arm and I'm knocked out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, as far as being a ref, was there any guys that you would watch? You know, like I mentioned earlier, Earl Hebner. You know, those type of guys. Did you watch them to kind of get their mannerisms or any type of characteristics? Did you, you know, steal any type of refereeing from right. anyone else? I stole Earl Hebner's ref voice. Oh yeah.
5: Yeah, I, I wanted to be gruff and sound yeah. hard, and my wife still mocks me when I get, you know, chastising my kids these days. <laughs> that that's <laughs> your ref voice. They know you're not serious. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you
1: know. Well, if you tell them. Out. Yeah. Well, if you tell them now, it doesn't work at all on the kids. Yeah. If you say it's my ref voice, you know. So.
0: <laughs> so how long was training? Like how long before you started your first? match that they put you out there in front of a crowd like.
1: i i
5: trained for a month driving up to st joe twice a week with appleberry and sterling okay so we did right. that for a month uh there was a very good oh god i think his name was sparky i apologize for not remembering his name sure he had uh cerebral palsy oh so you know he, he would go around the ring but he worked with me more than anybody else did to get it down uh i doubt if dan will ever hear this there was a prick referee named dan that was the main referee <laughs> right you know and oh he he's was... our favorite listener yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hi dan <laughs> but he he just he would always take the the main matches you know yeah, guys was already out of so it was always my goal of i'm going to be better than him yeah and it didn't take me long to get to that boy. yeah yeah well
0: i mean he sounds like a douche
5: yeah, well, you know, know, yeah. unfortunately <laughs> he was but hey he earned it well but, but you know, yeah, I, I mean, i'm sure I, I haven't refereed in years, but, you know, when, when I was in my heyday, yeah, I had a bit of an ego. You well, know? sure, I
0: mean, and that's kind of, I mean, you're in an alpha male business. You're going to yeah. get some of that for sure, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, another question I had for you is, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand the role of the referee. So could you kind of tell, you know, for the wrestling fan who just watches the wrestling because it's John Cena versus Daniel Bryan, you know what I mean? Tell us the role that the ref plays in a match like that. I mean, what is he doing, you know, as soon as the guys are out? What's their responsibility? You know, the referee shouldn't be seen through the match.
5: Right. You're dist- I've heard that before. Yeah, from you're distracting.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you,
5: you rotate around the ring. You make sure you're not in the way of any of the action going on. You make sure your butt's not in the hard camera, you know, or the rotating cameras. So it's all those little things that you're doing that you're just kind of killing time till it's... Time for you to actually do something. Yeah. Whether it's to give a five count warn them to get them out of the corner, you know that's that's part of the main goal. Is if the guys are talking through the match, I got to cover that up.
3: Yeah.
5: You know because the fans don't want to hear it when they right. two guys in the corner and they're talking about what they want to do next. <laughs> By God, I'm over there counting loud enough that the guy in the front row can't hear it.
0: You don't want to hear John Cena yell bulldog like I right. hear every time he wrestles. <laughs> <was like>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, gosh, I kind of lost. My train of thought here. Do you got a? Uh... Well,
1: what I was gonna say. What what are you? Are you? Do you call the finish? I always heard, as far as a referee, that you know, if the crowd's not into it, let's let's just say it's Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose. I'm just making that up. Yeah. And the, and just the crowd's not into it. They just don't care. Are you the one that says, "Okay, guys, we gotta we gotta end this because you know you had 12 minutes, you're seven minutes in. This crowd's you know about to go get another beer or coke. It's time to go home. Is, is that your call, or is it always on the refs, or no, always on the wrestlers?
5: No, it it can fall on the referee, but I tell you what, if you're not a respectful referee to the wrestlers, they're not going to listen mm-hmm. to you you know there i wouldn't certainly would never tell kurt angle or somebody like that hey come on let's let's do wrap it up yeah yeah, kurt (laughs) yeah but there's been multiple times where we've had matches the crowds weren't into it and i'd say you know guys let's give me something big Mm -hmm. and if that still didn't do it then it came down to okay guys i think we need to go home yeah you know and nine times out of ten the wrestlers would go ahead and do it and you know like i say my at one point I was well enough known that if they didn't go home I counted you down anyway.
0: Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. So before you go in, what so the promoter or creative team, are they telling like they're telling you, I'm assuming, time time frame that we gotta get this done in and what what like you said sometimes they won't tell you the finish. I mean is there other key points that you know like, what are they telling you? Like, you've got to hit this and this. Do you know certain big spots that are coming? Or are oh, yeah.
5: If, if okay. they're going to go outside the ring and need more than the 10 count, you better okay. let me know, because I'm going to keep counting 10 and assuming it's a count out.
0: Right. So, got gotcha. you know, So
5: let me know so that I know to do something to give you more time. Okay. You know, if I hit eight and they're still brawling outside, I like to stick my head between the ropes and say, get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't win out there. Yeah. You have to have something to say because it's real easy to run out of things to say. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're being distracted during a match. You know, the manager's up on the ring apron and you're trying to kill a minute and a half. Yeah. It's hard to have things to argue about. (laughs) That would
0: always seem like the hardest thing. The, The whole ref's back is turned. How many times, like, yeah, can you say, Get off the apron. Yeah. yeah. Is there is that something you had to study or think of or plan? Like, okay, yeah,
5: here's like do you have a standard list of things you go through or how does that you just kinda of make it up on the fly? <laughs> that was something Steve Ward was very good at when he owned Central States and he was also at one point managing Strider. Yeah. Is that you know, he would get up on the ring apron and I'd run out of things to say, so Steve <laughs> yeah. would start saying something to me to give me a, a lead to go with. Gotcha. You know, so I mean, it it it's just it, it's terrible yeah. when the referee turns around at the wrong time.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. And
5: I I've done it, and uh, the wrestler I think it was Mark Sterling actually was distracting me, and I turned around too soon. And I see, you know, here's the big bad guy cheating. And yeah. Really, oh, crap. And Sterling was smart enough to reach over and smack me in my ear so I could turn back around and have a reason to yell at him again. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: yeah that you makes know. sense. Yeah. You can never underestimate a good manager. Yeah. You know, that yeah. seems to me like, a, like you proved to be a useful tool for everybody involved, yeah. even not just his guy.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about, you know, as the ref... Tell us some funny stories or interesting stories. What's what's some crazy things maybe that you heard between the refs or between the wrestlers? Because we've always heard of you know I had this guy in a headlock and you know I, I was eating garlic or something and I blew it in his face and he was all, you know. Is there any funny <laughs> yeah. things like that that you? Making
0: pictures of your wife. Right. Yeah, right. Has yeah, there yeah. has there been
1: anything that made you crack up because the two wrestlers are, you know have been talking crap or doing whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, superstar
5: steve fender is a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and I, ref- I call him dick <laughs> you know, because he because uh, he was one or well, just th- <laughs> I, to make a long story short the first time i went to harley race camp where i had noah and wwe there yeah i went through and steve told me i had to do all the calisthenics that the wrestlers did and i'm like oh crap wow so for an hour, I wasn't going to be the first one to drop out. Right. I did everything they were supposed to do, and luckily I wasn't the first one to drop out as maybe the fourth or fifth one, mm-hmm. but you know, all this is done, and after an hour, I'm exhausted, and yet we still have a match coming up, and Harley Race comes up with Fender and laughing at me, goes, you didn't have to do this, Martin, what are you doing? <laughs> so Steve has been mm. dick to me ever That's since probably, <laughs> yeah. but it was always his goal to make me laugh during a match because yeah. it's I, I've always been known as the serious referee right. you know I don't smile I don't laugh I'm the you know Playing the role for real, that yeah, I'm there yeah. to do a job, and Steve would just say some stuff that I was, it, you know, I don't want to repeat it on the air, so right. it's inappropriate. <laughs> My wife may hear this, right? Yeah. But it's it's just hard when the guy's trying to make you laugh and you don't want to laugh. Yeah. And sure. there's been several times he did crack me up. Wade Chisholm was another one, you know, just just these little comments you're not expecting, and all of a sudden you flies unzipped.
0: <laughs> right. your flies unzipped. Yeah, that's right, funny. and so now okay.
1: you have to, like, yeah. be in the match and okay. checking what your pants. <laughs> there
0: we go. Yeah. So what's the biggest match you ever riffed? Like, what what do you consider, like, man, this was it, this was the.
5: <laughs> I got a call from Harley Race at 1 o'clock in the afternoon telling me that TNA needed a referee in Springfield, Missouri. Really? Can you get there? Okay. You bet you Harley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ran up to my <laughs> boss, said, look, I just got called up, I'm going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get down there and lo and behold, I am the only referee oh, that oh uh, night. All the other referees got trapped down in Texas by the flooding and the storms oh, okay. back then. So I did 12 matches. Oh, wow! And you know they they had everybody there from Booker We're... T to the Dudley Boys and all this. And the main event was Kurt Angle and Christian for the world title. Nice. What year was this? Oh God, I don't remember. Well, let's I... see.
0: Christian was there. This had to be more two. 2004 five times. Yeah, term, I that think. sounds yeah. about
5: right. Yeah, I had the job from Hill at the time.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
1: around that time. How yeah. many?
0: Now how many? So if they had 12 matches, how many referees would normally split that up?
5: Usually two to three. Okay. Yeah, you know, and some of them were tag matches, which are much yeah, easier. Yeah. I get to rest during the okay, tag matches. Okay, right. There's more guys there, so yes. you know I get to catch my breath. More fill spots, yeah, and that kind of but thing. But for TNA, you know, I'm going nuts here because uh-huh. this yeah. is my big shot. It's TNA, yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're at intermission, and Kurt Angle and Christian come up to me, and they're explaining what they want to do. There's going to be a lot of near falls. We really need you to count these. So can you move a little quicker? I said, you betcha. Yeah. Well, can you also be a little louder? Like, okay, I've been yelling for two hours. But yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll be a little quicker. You know, they're Yeah, what are you gonna say? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Kurt yeah, Angle. Yeah, no, no. So <laughs> I broke the golden rule and I worked within six feet of these guys. Uh, okay. So that I could quickly get right, down and yeah, count. Yeah. And I still missed a couple. Really? But you know, they were just that fast. Yeah. It was a great match, it's finally over. I'm freaking exhausted. I I've stopped sweating. You know, wow, like, that right? bad. like yeah, I'm yeah. stepping in post holes. And I get to the back, and I'm thanking them, you know, thank you for letting me work your match out of Don Christian. Or uh, Kurt Angle looks at me and goes, you know, you're pretty good, but you're slow. And all I could go was, the hell with you.
1: I just worked two and a half hours. Yeah. And you're yeah.
0: drunk, so what do you want from me?
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> One other thing I wanted to touch on before we probably have to get to break soon sure. is – I listened to uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, and he had Tim White on there. Yeah. And uh, he was, and Tim White was talking about, you know, all these wrestlers complain about their injuries during their matches and stuff. He's like, I've been a ref for, you know, going on 20 years. I've had seven surgeries. So as a ref, you know, how how beat up have you been being the ref? You know, tell us a little bit about that. I, I've had
5: three times when I thought I was seriously injured. Okay. Uh Two of them by Michael Strider. Thank you, Mr. Appleberry. Yeah, I'm starting to see a theme uh, here. Yeah, see, he. <laughs> yeah. he's almost killed you like seven <laughs> <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, one of them was in in Lenexa, and he he just won the match and Steve Ward's his manager and he's swinging around this Singapore cane. Mm. I didn't pay any attention and Steve just kind of clipped me on the head.
0: You got man. Yeah. And
5: yeah. <laughs> it took me a second to register that you know it hit me a lot hard enough it made a noise. So I took this really lame bump. I'm like, I need to fall down. <laughs> you
3: know,
5: look like an idiot. And Strider walks over to him, he says, That sucked, roll over. <laughs> I rolled over onto my stomach, and he took that Singapore cane and hit me from my shoulder down to my hip. Oh. Left a welt and I pissed blood for three days. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, holy crap. Yeah. That just hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know, so one don't ever take a stupid bump. Right the second time was uh, I took a chair shot when he was wrestling Colt Cabana and we knew it was coming and of course you know breaking the little K-fabe here I had my little gig in my hand you know because they wanted me to bleed as a referee okay so here comes this chair shot and it was horribly hard chair shot I mean I don't remember anything after the chair shot other than waking up laying down and I'm looking around I still got the gig in my hand oh I'm like okay, so I reached up and I gave myself a little cut, and they said to wait for the first time I ever did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said to wait till you see a couple of drops of blood on the mat. Right. Well, there's no blood. I'm like crap. I'm holding it the right way. I did it again. Still no blood. I'm like okay, one more time. I've got too. I've been down too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more time, still no blood. I'm like crap. Well, I got to get up. I've been down too long. Yeah. So I, stood up, and the blood just went, pluh because I had my head down at an angle. It was running over my arm <laughs> instead of dripping down. Oh, uh, instead of uh, dripping down. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm a bloody mess. You're playing
0: like Austin in that Brett <laughs> Hartman. match. Yeah, it, it was yeah.
5: spectacular. You know, for my very first <laughs> time, <laughs> I want someone to take my picture, but we're still going. Yeah. yeah. And there's well. an old lady screaming, call an ambulance, call the cops. So, you know, I'm bleeding yeah, really yeah. good. yeah. And we're finally done. We go in the back, and there's Strider waiting for me going, hold on. we got to kill another minute. We we're taping for TV at the time. Yeah. He takes me by the head, leads me back outside, and throws me on the ground. <laughs> Strider's as, a great guy. His yeah, <laughs> manager, I wish I could remember his name, a big, fat guy, puts an ironing board on my chest and then stands on the ironing uh, board. so just those, having you know, a great night. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. That's awesome. yeah, that was oh.
5: terrible. But the u- most humorous one was when Abyss came into Central States. And we're needing to do a ref bump. You know, I, we'll get big splash in the corner. He goes, don't worry, I'll pull it. I said, you know, I, I'm fully trained. Go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Dumbest words I ever put <laughs> out of my mouth. That he's for, a big boy. Yeah. yeah, he was like a six, eight. What is he? <laughs> yeah. He's like 6'10". I mean, yeah. He's a huge Here dude. he comes running across the ring, and he smashes into me. I felt my back pop all the way oh. down. And it's a fantastic shot on the camera when we were we were just doing DVDs at the time. Right. But I'm down. My legs are folded up behind me. Oh. Tears rolling out of my eyes. And I look directly in the camera, you know, and it's obvious that I'm in pain. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, oh, you acted so well. I was like, man, that wasn't acting. <laughs> yeah, I you didn't hurt. act. Oh. That was stupid. <laughs> That's great.
3: That is great. I say
1: that's great. That was yeah, terrible. I mean, that's great now. That's great now. I, would, I feel horrible for you at the time, but now it's a good story. That's, I'm oh, glad you're able to laugh about that kind of stuff. Oh, one, you, too. You,
5: you have to laugh at it because
1: I did it to myself. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. No abyss. Yeah, you know, just give it to me all the way. Yeah. 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 Nope. Just hit me harder than
0: you've ever heard. <laughs> right. anyway. I want to make this real. Still real to me, damn it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we do probably got to take a break. We ran long on this one, but we're going to come back. With Martin Thomas, professional wrestling referee to the stars. Yes. Even. <laughs> and we're gonna come back with our standard cinco preguntas. Yeah, you're gonna learn some Spanish.
1: I'm, as I. As soon as I learn it. Yeah, as soon as you learn it, then I'll to learn, to learn, it. learn a word. <laughs> well,
0: we'll come back on the trending topics network Spanish announce table.
2: When you get to work, turn on the fan. John Feinstein, weekdays 8 to 11, on your new home for sports, FM Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, Doug.
0: God, I love this theme, man.
1: You know what makes this difficult? I always thought for Triple H to be a heel is so many people like Motorhead Yeah. that he, they're like, hell yeah, well, yeah. Well, you've been conditioned right.
0: Triple H, and for a long time he had been a face, yeah, you know, yeah. and just, and it's just a cool-ass song, and right. you're like,
1: yeah. I, remember, <laughs> I remember, I think it was WrestleMania 22 <laughs> or 21. I can't, Now nah, I'm horrible with numbers. Yeah. But the... Uh, the WrestleMania that Batista and Triple H wrestled, and Motorhead performed yes. for Triple H, and I'm like, you're supposed to boo him, right? But everyone's, you know, off but their it's th-
0: Lemmy. Yeah, yeah. What so are you now, gonna do? <laughs> now we think this
1: is amazing. You know, that was the only thing that I thought worked against him as far as being like 100% complete heel. Trick but
0: question. Lemmy is God. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Great movie, Airheads. I don't yes. know if you've seen that, but Definitely. we're back with Martin Thomas, professional wrestler, extraordinary, or er, professional wrestling referee, extraordinary. <clears throat> And uh,
1: let's get right into it.
0: You want to get into it? Yes. Well, you would want to get into it. Of course. I when love her I'm voice.
1: I love her voice. That's all <laughs> I want to hear, really.
0: Here we go. Cinco preguntas.
5: Martin, you
1: know whose voice that is?
5: I'd kind of like to know. Right, exactly. It was uh,
1: Google Translate. The voice, when you <laughs> click on that, like, had us... The first yeah. time we played that, I'm like, I'm like, Tim, who is this? Yeah. And he's like, uh, it's just Google Translate. Yeah. I'm like, son of a His bitch. His eyes, he was like, hey, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, who did you get in here? To, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: yeah, yeah, so... Anyhow. Yeah, T-Mac's in love with Google. Yeah, I'm in so, love with Google but now. Love on that. So we have, I think we explained this to you off-air, but for uh, new listeners, right. we have, whenever we have a... An Interview, we'd love to get the person and ask them the same five questions. Hence the cinco preguntas. Yes. Five questions. T Maxa, Spanish, major. I
1: will eventually get this down.
0: <laughs> so we'll just kick it off. We'll go with the first one. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time?
1: Arn Anderson.
0: Arn Anderson.
1: That is that, a great original that, answer. Yes. I will give you like bonus points because, you know, as great as Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, uh, Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, all those guys are, you rarely hear an Arn Anderson, who was an amazing Absolutely. Technician. One of
0: my favorites of all yeah. time. I always thought was way underrated and
5: never yeah. got the, we, the respect he deserved. We always kept a little realism in the match. Yes. You know, it made sense to work a single arm or a single leg. Yes. It. How do you get better than that? Who cares if you can do a triple backflip off the top rope? You know, Arn's gonna kick you in the leg until you can't yes. do it. Well and for me growing up he was the first what seemed like real guy.
3: Yeah.
0: It's like I see guys that look like him mm-hmm. walking around town here. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's not the Superstar, spotlight shining on you. yeah. Just yeah. some dude that's coming in here to kick your ass.
1: And he legitimately, you believed it. I remember, the, the thing I always think of with Arn Anderson is his spine buster. Yeah. He would get that spine buster. I mean, he'd get that leg out and throw you to the ground. And I always remember the way he held up his four fingers for the four horsemen, too. Yes. It was like such, like, it was almost in a yes. fist. Yeah. It was the closest thing to holding yeah. four fingers. He never, like, stuck them up, yeah. but it was relaxed. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was
0: just like... In five and seconds. You're eight, fucked. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, one second I can put this in a fist and put yes. it right in your mouth. Oh, yeah. man. Great answer. I love the Brain Busters, too, when they came over to the WWE mm-hmm. and their Brain Busters. And even though they're heel, mm-hmm. I'm still a young kid, and I'm like, I like the Brain Busters. doing the moves, you yeah. know what I mean? The Spine Busters. Right. Oh, man, I love them.
1: Great that answer. Awesome. Okay, so second uh, question. Your favorite match of all time. Well, that's kind of a hard one because there's been fantastic oh, matches. Yeah.
5: I mean, there really has. You you can't go wrong when uh, Harley dropped the title to Ric Flair. Oh. Fantastic match. Yeah, yeah. Anything Bruiser Brody and Abdullah the Butcher did. Of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God, of the course. things those two did. And, of course, they're, they're not well, taking bumps. Well, And Mick but, Foley even said, he's,
0: he said, I straight up stole, yeah, he stole, I stole my whole game from, from Bruiser Brody. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. A follow-up question mm-hmm. on that one before we get to yours. Yeah. Uh, your favorite match you refed. You know, since you have worked with the Kurt Angles, and it seems like uh, Justin Appleberry, Michael Strider, you know, you, you guys worked a lot together. Is there a favorite match that you refed?
5: Oh, oh, I tell you what. Sterling and Abyss had a great series. I believe it was three matches. You'd think I'd remember that since I own <laughs> Seattle <South> States, but <laughs> right. it was, I don't remember it. But they had a great series of matches. I enjoyed every one of those Uh Loki and Superstar Steve Fender was a fantastic match that I worked i it, couldn't ask for a better match from from two guys. It was just fantastic from start to finish.
0: I just heard this, and we didn't put it in the news. uh Loki just had to retire, really got injured in Japan, and right. they didn't pay for what they told him they would pay for like his uh-huh. his doctor bills, and he said he can't wrestle anymore.
1: Wow, right? That's unfortunate, yeah. One other question, you mentioned kind of two different styles of matchups, and I wanted to ask you this in the last segment, but as a ref, which style do you prefer to ref? You know, do you prefer the Lucha Libre, you know, bouncing off the ropes, jumping <laughs> off the everything, or do you like it when it's the big six eight guys and they're not really doing a slow match, but, you know, they're working on arm or stuff like that? What do you prefer as a ref? I like the big guy versus the little guy.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, payday Patterson, michael strider five match series they had uh-huh. it was just fantastic you know uh, a dingo and mark sterling had a fantastic match that was just that they matched up so well uh-huh. and this is before sterling was was doing any of the uh ultimate evil bad guy he was still just being the you know typical heel physical fighter i'm gonna beat the hell out of you and dingo of course fast as you could possibly be Uh Uh, dingo also had a fantastic match with colt cabana that i got to referee that it was just a beautiful mashup of styles yeah so if you just have two big guys beating up on each other mm. it's going to get boring after a
0: it while. was a good story i was listening to the x-pac interview on mm. the stone cold show and yeah he talked about how he liked to wrestle from underneath yeah constantly yeah, because yeah. yeah he said just told a better story absolutely mm. yeah well all right we'll go to the, our third pregunta
1: <clears throat> whatever yeah see?
0: biggest influence in your career Harley Race. Harley Race. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, who, he, yeah if you've you, met Harley Race, who could have been a bigger right. influence, right?
1: <laughs> and you mentioned Excuse that, me? you know, you went over there to train with him. Talk a little bit more about Harley Race, as far as how you said he was a big influence on you. What what particularly did he do that influenced you?
5: <laughs> one one he taught me how to be a promoter. Okay. I, I I've got to give him that uh, like say, ego at the time. we Joe McDonald and I owned Central States at the time, and Harley went to Harrisonville, drew Missouri, drew three hundred people. We're like, we can do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, we went to Harrisonville, Missouri, and drew twenty-five people. People, people. people. paying <laughs> tickets. The show that nobody saw.
1: Right. <laughs> what we dudes. ended up calling yeah, yeah. that.
5: <laughs> you know, and it was right after that that I was trying to still get on with Harley to be able to work for him, and he called me up and said, "You learn your lesson, boy." I said, "Yes, sir, I did." He was okay. Come on down next weekend. We'll put you in a match. Like, fantastic. Down I went. Didn't think twice about it.
0: I could just only imagine you could sit there for hours and just listen to him tell stories. Oh, yes. I mean, geez. I mean, what a. I mean, if. Just a historical. Is he in the WWE Hall of Fame here? Yes. Or yeah, 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 yeah. I think
1: he went in 04. <laughs> okay. I think it was 2004. Yeah. All right. So question four. Uh, this goes for as far as uh, wrestling terminology. So your favorite wrestling term, such as heel, babyface, things like that. Do you have a favorite wrestling term?
5: Or even
0: one that just stuck out to
1: you? <laughs> yeah. Usually. So I, I always
5: laugh at the term gig. Gig. It's like, yeah. Where'd you come up with that? Right. You yeah. Know, that that makes no sense.
1: And for those who don't. Know what that means? What does it mean? Uh, it's the little
5: razor blade you make the, to
1: help yourself yeah. get color or bleed. Right.
5: So. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just
0: say blade? It's yeah. Just yeah. as it's same syllables. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Yeah. I thought that was always something that we just used at Central States or any of the other little companies that I worked for. But you know, TNA they. Said gig, gig, just like okay. So everybody uses that. But <laughs> right. Yeah. It just kind of makes me giggle when you think about <laughs> yeah, it. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, gig. That what's what can that do? Well, right. you know what's going to make you bleed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like crazy to where some lady's screaming for an ambulance. Yeah. 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 All right, the fifth one. This is the this is the most important one here. <clears throat> All right, so you're a professional wrestling referee, but now we've got you in here. This is more of a thought experiment. We're bringing you into the creative meeting. We're going to book you in a feud, big time feud, with Mac. What's the storyline? Oh. Uh, I oh love God, this one because yes. it makes
1: everyone think. Yeah, <laughs> <you> know, that, <laughs> that is a hard <laughs> How one. How do I want to beat this guy? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: for what
5: reason? So I, many reasons. Yes.
0: What to choose from.
5: <laughs> I, I think just because I like to have a little sense of humor yeah. would be to me to have a female manager and T Mac woos her away from me. Ah, that's not that's ever good. happening. Yeah. <laughs> she loves the eyebrows.
1: Okay, yeah. that's why. That's why I, I, I get her to my side. But must I must like have that. a 12 inch
0: personality because I'm. <laughs> yeah,
5: well, there, there's so much you could go with that story. Oh yeah. The, you know, the sexual biddies hung like a horse is why right. she changed with her or
0: mm-hmm.
1: performs. Let's better go with that or, you know, one. Money, yeah. something. Yeah. 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 You know, I like you the know. hung. Let's go with that one. All yeah, right. Because yeah. you so, have a
5: really good looking female manager. You know, not that I'm anything fantastic to look at. But you know, going over to T Mac, why? You know, and that gives me something to go why?
0: You
5: know, So you're the
0: face in this situation. He's the heel taking your Yeah. Yeah.
5: I like that. Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're going over.
5: No, I put Michael McCallum. Oh, would you put
0: Tim yeah. McCallum? Yes, on?
5: I'd, I'd put him over.
1: Yes, I like that. No, I do. <laughs> Martin, you've been the best storyline so far for us. I love it. Yeah. Anytime I need a pick-me-up, I'm gonna think of this little storyline. Yes. Well, Martin would put well, me Martin. over and get me the girl. So uh, yeah, that's know, true. Life doesn't suck that much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's bring you back down I to know, reality. I know. You're hosting a podcast. <laughs> right, that's very true. Very true. <laughs> Oh, Martin, this has been That's amazing. Been I love this. And and sh- if you ever want to come back, by all means, I mean, I feel yeah, like we'll we could have done this Yeah, we'll have to get
1: you on for... because we could have gone yeah. for two hours and talked Jeez. about more pro wrestling. You know, we haven't even got about your thoughts about today's wrestling, so we'll definitely have you on again and get your thoughts on I, more. I
5: appreciate that. There's probably a lot of people I could piss off by talking. So. See? Uh, well, we like, yeah.
1: As I mean, Eric <laughs> Bischoff used to say, controversy creates cash, so anytime you want to come in and spew <laughs> some of that. More it,
5: cash <laughs> to help you steal
0: his girlfriend. See, exactly. I mean, even, <laughs> oh. Well, is there any? I mean, I don't. Is there, Twitter's or anything you want people to, to follow or anything like nah, that? No,
5: I or? don't. I don't do Twitter. Don't do I'm just happy when the computer comes on. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, we'll we'll,
1: we'll come be back. back.
0: We're gonna come back with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, we got Dolph Ziggler. Man.
1: what's your thoughts on Dolph Ziggler before we go to break? Yeah. Is, are you a fan of his? I am, but he's underutilized. Oh, I don't yeah. think they
5: use him nearly up to his potential. Very yeah,
1: true. No, I, yeah.
0: might agree
5: with I that. think
1: everyone feels that way. Well, especially we've got a, Post, you know.
0: We've got him waiting in the green room, right. so you can tell him that yeah. when, you, when you pass by. And you know when he's, you know when he's
1: you know, taking by. your sloppy
0: seconds. But right. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> with Dolph Ziggler on the Spanish announce table, trendingtopicsnetwork.com. I'm Come on. All right, the Spanish announced table. T-Mac, captain awesome as usual, and we have a special in-studio guest.
1: One of the best going today. Dolph and, and every day. Oh,
0: and every day. Dolph. Out, huh? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Dolph, you're in town uh, for SmackDown this evening at the Sprint Center. Are you excited?
6: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I've, I've said this a few other interviews today, but it's it's uh, I got to talk to Harley Race yesterday for a few minutes. Yeah, he was awesome. uh, one of the first ever the first ever live event I ever went to uh, growing up in Cleveland we didn't have an arena even the Cavs had to go out to Richfield to play and that's where my dad took me out to the Richfield Coliseum and it was uh, Hulk Hogan and Harley Race in the main event so I've seen him uh, we always see him in this area but uh, always get a chance to say hi to him for a minute it was uh, pretty cool
0: definitely one of the great yeah oh I remember as a kid watching an icon
1: in here you know in Kansas City if you don't know Harley Race you don't know pro wrestling that's like the the mainstay for us in pro wrestling so
0: awesome well we'll just get into our uh, standard we got a Special segment, uh, we're the Spanish announce table, so we have the standard five questions that we ask our guest, and so it's Cinco Preguntas. Of course. See what we did there? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> all, all going to be in Spanish? Yeah. No, so yeah you know yeah. Spanish, you, you know Spanish don't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cinco Preguntas. All right. Former World Heavyweight Champion Dolph Ziggler, hey, what's your favorite wrestler of all time?
6: Favorite wrestler of all time? That's a, uh, that's a, that's a tricky one. There's two. Okay. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair are my two favorite of all time. Um,
0: yeah, you know, We five, won't make you choose between your favorite ago, kids. Five years I would
6: have said Flair. Right now, I'm going to go with Sean. So, yeah. Gotcha. It, it changes every couple of years. Right? I think
0: I'd agree with you. Yeah, I mean, and that's such a toss-up. How do you pick?
6: Yeah. You know, I mean, they're so It's chocolate awesome or vanilla.
0: At... What's your favorite flavor? Right. You know, how do you exactly. really? Yeah.
6: Any kind of guy who's that kind of ring general, that no matter what position you're in, no matter who your opponent is, comes out having the best match that's what I strive for every night so those those are two uh, absolutely top two it
0: always seems split too when we ask that question it's Flair or it's Michaels I mean it's just
6: totally just if you grew up watching the WCW or (laughs) WWE you know it's and it always right seems like
1: that's the transition, too. It's like, you know, like you said, five years ago, Flair. Now, right. Shawn Michaels. It's yeah. like that's the transition you go from. You start with Flair, <laughs> then you go to Heartbreak Kid.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: All right, second question.
6: Favorite match of all time? Oh, uh, wow. Um, watching?
0: Yes.
6: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, because I got to be there and I went out in the crowd and watched it, it was the, I'm not good with numbers, you guys all know better, uh, the first Shawn Michaels-Undertaker match. Yep. Yes. Because I worked for the WWE, mm-hmm. I was actually sitting backstage and got to go out into the crowd and watch those guys, so two icons in the business, to go out there and even without their awesome story and 20-year buildup behind the scenes, like yeah. that was awesome. And to know the story and know what those guys are doing and what they're capable of, and uh, that first time they went, I was that was uh, one of the most special things I've ever seen in person.
1: Well, I'm gonna add one more because you kind of mentioned, you know,
6: watching or being in. So, what was your f- favorite match being in? Um, I'd have to. I'd hate that I say this all the time, but uh, a couple of Rumbles ago, uh, right, one of uh, Edge's last match, mm. one, of, one yes. of the last matches was me and him uh, at the Royal Rumble, maybe 25 or 30 minutes, and for the World Heavyweight Title, and for the last 10 minutes of the match the crowd, whether I was someone who lost every week right. or not, right. thought on at least six or seven different occasions that I had won that match. It was yeah. uh, we, we had them on the edge of their seats for a full last ten minutes of the match. And uh, Edge was somebody who I, I traveled with and got to learn from and to be out there going against them head-to-head and holding my own against of right. that great. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what makes it that much that's special for me.
0: an amazing opportunity. I mean, Edge, one of the greats, and it's a uh, shame that he yeah, had to go yeah, you know man. at the height of his career but that uh sean michaels undertaker match i always tell the story that i was serving in germany at the time so i had to watch this later on the dvd and i was with some friends and you know when you want to do you have a few drinks yeah and uh that's kind of later in the car that had a few drinks uh-huh. that match sobered me up i mean oh, i yeah. was just wow right. what's going on here but okay biggest influence <laughs> you might have already even
6: might have hit it already mm. uh just because of a talk I had with him last week at TV, I'd have to go with Shawn Michaels. As mm-hmm. uh, someone who, when he was he was uh, when I was in the Spirit Squad and first starting here, he was not full time, but around all the time and doing right. some live events and doing some TVs and things. So I I got to constantly go, what would you do in this situation? Why am I not doing this? And I just and he had been through uh, several similar situations that I had, you know, just trying to get ahead and trying to get to the top and. Um and at literally last week's the first time I've seen him in a while sat him down I got to talk to him for an hour last week and wow, wow. vent and get some things you know, ask his advice and uh, so I I got to go with Sean on
0: that so one. how surreal is that I mean you grew up a big fan of a guy and here he is giving mind, you a life advice mind device. blowing
6: not not just that you can like see him and can hey Sean what's up you know, right. little handshake you're like yeah we just do that because we work together like this is mm. crazy and then to be like just talking and then an hour goes by it's, it's mind blowing yeah. wow like you you get caught up in the conversation. and You're like, oh, I was just just talking venting to Shawn, Michaels, to Shawn Michaels, right. Michaels for a while, and he was <laughs> yeah. going back and forth. Like, this is pretty cool, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's it's surreal when you when you look back. Up.
0: I can only imagine.
6: All right, so you're here's gonna, the the fourth question. This one, Quattro? Yeah, so yes. This one's a little bit weird. See, he's your learning favorite, Spanish. Your favorite your <laughs>
1: favorite wrestling term, as far as like babyface, heel, all that stuff. What's your favorite wrestling term? Mm.
0: Yeah, this one makes him think. Yeah, this
1: one always gets him.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Is there anyone that you ever thought was I mean that's weird yeah, or funny. Just what, you don't even necessarily have to be all favorite, weird. but weird. <laughs> yeah.
6: uh, let's see. I always wondered where kayfabe came from. Mm. Right. Like, where it's like if this was some guy's name that uh-huh. people didn't talk yeah, in yeah. front of, yeah, and I Richard hope kayfabe I hope something. that's the deal. Yeah. Like, oh, here he comes. Uh, because uh, everything else you can kind of understand. Like heal I Chevy Chase said it in Fletch, mm-hmm. and it means bad guy, and I get it. And like, uh, so I always wondered where the original. <laughs> k you know K-fabe came from.
0: I did a, a research on that one time, and, and and who knows the validity of this, but yeah. what I saw on the internets, again, mm-hmm. everything's true on the internet, Everything, right? Everything's yeah. true um, on the internet. They said that was born out of a, a carny aspect oh, that course. these carnival guys would go around, and they would make these collect calls to let them know their family know that they made the next town, but they wouldn't accept the call. They would just say, "K Fabian," you know, call from. Right. K Fabian was the name that they used.
6: Interesting. I could, I could Again, totally see yeah. that. Again, yeah, that who knows if sense. somebody
0: just fit that in, but that makes sense. It's
6: at least believable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, used, I used to call to have my mom pick me up from high school, like after wrestling practice, and I would go, "It's a Clyde call from Mom. Hurry up, don't accept these charges, come get me." Like <laughs> yeah. I'd say it real fast, and she'd get it. But yeah. it was, uh, I, I could totally see that. Yeah, that's that obviously from the carnival right. deal, and uh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right.
0: All so. right. All right. Here's our fifth question. This is. This is probably the most difficult question. Uh-oh. All right, we're we're it's more of a thought experiment. Diva? Yeah, thought no, no. A thought experiment. No, a thought experiment here. We're in a creative meeting. We're about to book your next big feud, take you to the top. Your next big feud with T-Mac.
1: This mm-hmm. guy.
0: What's the storyline? Um See? Because
1: mm-hmm. when they
6: look at me, they're like, you know, eyebrows, the story, weird yeah. voice. Oh, know. I had a really funny, mean thing that I could get me in trouble to say. No, I oh. can't. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to, how can I word this nicely? No. Um, Let's see. What's the deal with you? Yep. <laughs> well,
0: he's, got, uh, he's got the unibrow. I got, he's got the yeah. mustache on my forehead, so I yeah. got
6: that. Unibrow. Who else had one? Santino's got a good
1: yeah. one. Yeah.
0: There's uh, some background on TMAC also. He also hosts... Fight show live on Sports Radio 125 is an MMA, MMA podcast. And boxing. He, he works a lot backstage uh, for all
6: the uh, yeah. MMA shows.
0: So he has some of that background, yeah. if that okay. helps a you. Okay, little any. background yeah. in yeah. MMA. Mm-hmm. So
6: let's see, who's she's I like that you're giving this thought. Yeah, now. well, yeah. I mean, I'm it's his next big think. feud. He's got a yeah. you know, like, yeah. like. I would say Santino. I've had a match with him. I, I, we we need to go. We need, it needs to be something more personal and okay. ab- above and beyond so um,
0: yeah they gave you carte blanche they said you fill in the storyline
6: I feel like you show up mm-hmm. as the Iron Cheeks nephew this okay. is all yeah. based on the t-shirt the, the facial hair <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. and the t-shirt okay. yeah um uh, But you claim that he has ownership in the company, Mm -hmm. and the company decides that who better than the most athletic, best show-stealing person on the entire roster to stand up to you as you're trying to take it over and give it all back to the Iron Sheik, Mm -hmm. who could become this evil ruler. But on the other side, we have the McMahons, and I'm torn whether I want to help the McMahons get their company back, but maybe they're the bad guys, or do I want to go out there, and at the end of the day, are are you guys all in cahoots? What's the deal? Builds up, get to mania tear it down obviously all because of me mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh, at, yeah. at the end of the night i win and it goes who do you give the contract to and i turn and obviously it's this back and forth look uh-huh. and then hand it to triple h mm. and kick him in the stunner kick him in the yes. stomach not a stunner so yeah, right. kick yeah, him yeah. in the stomach hit my finish on yes him, hand it back to you hold you up in the air hit my finish on you too and leave Perfect. Contract sitting on your yep. chest, yep. but
0: I'm out of here. I would pay to see you get hit with a zigzag. Just, you know, a lot of I mean, can would. I give you
6: 20 bucks now? To <laughs> yeah. have you get right. in the right.
0: Hey, Dolph, this is amazing. I appreciate you coming this through. Is a, heck
6: of look- a pitch I just did. You guys can use it. Yeah. yeah, we might. Yeah, we
0: might. We might. Yeah, we're gonna start a promotion based <laughs> right. off of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
6: all on that. All right there, Dolph Ziggler.
0: No, again, uh, we appreciate it a lot. Dolph's coming here looking suave, dressed in a suit, got the pink on for yeah. the you know October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Obviously, a great cause and. And uh, good luck tonight.
6: Yep. Thank you. You know I don't need it, but thank you very yeah, much. Right. Uh, right. It's Man, 15 bucks hits you in the door. All your favorite SmackDown superstars. Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton will have some kind of a match, period. Yes. Uh, that's the advertised part. And then we have four hours of other stuff, yep. uh, anything you can imagine. I don't know what I'm doing. I like not knowing. Right. That's a cool part of WWE. Yeah, It'll d- be the best match of the night, whether of course. it's 30 seconds long or 30 minutes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then one thing, you will probably plug it as
1: well, but your Twitter account, I love it, at Heel Ziggler. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite accounts to follow. You're so witty. I love the wow. Ask I, I love the ask Heel and all the answers that you give to that. It's amazing. Always follow that. That's my favorite pro wrestling Twitter yes, account to follow.
0: It has been fun to yes. follow that. Well, this has been...
1: The Spanish Announce Table. Cinco preguntas.
0: Get it right, man. You're jumping the gun. Yeah, geez. Jumping the gun. It's Cinco Preguntas on the Spanish (laughs) announce table. And we really appreciate Dolph Ziggler coming in. And there was a time when uh, he was...
3: Kenny, Johnny, (laughs) and Nicky, Mikey. And we are the
0: Spirit Squad. Once again, Dolph, appreciate you a lot, man, coming in, sitting down with us on the Spanish announce table, Trending Topics Network. Check him out on SmackDown. He's going
1: to steal the show. Of course. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling fans, are you scouring the internet looking for places to buy your favorite wrestling-related merchandise? Well, look no further, because you can find all the wrestling merchandise you could ever need at ShoppersHideout.com. That's dot com. S-H-O-P-P-E-R-S-H-I-D-E-O-U-T.com. ShoppersHideout.com. At ShoppersHideout.com, you can find WWE and TNA replica belts, replica masks, life-size cardboard stand-ups of your favorite superstars and or wrestlers, T-shirts, pants, action figures, buttons, pendants, bracelets, and so much more. From superstars like CM Punk, Randy Orton, H. The Undertaker Chris Jericho Edge John Cena Rey Mysterio And many many more So what are you waiting for? Don't walk around town Wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt Log on to shoppershideout.com And buy yourself a Jeff Hardy t-shirt And while you're there Get a replica of the WWE Raw Spinning Championship Belt And wear that too And then I can promise you That everyone you meet Will be talking about you And it's all because you shop At shoppershideout.com Your source for everything wrestling Shoppershideout.com is cooking The Rock says We know what he says it Says a lot. I smell what he's cooking.
1: Picking up what he's throwing down. Never said that one, but I always liked it.
0: He did he never said that one?
1: Picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah.
0: Now. I remember when he first did the you smell him cooking. He's being interviewed. I think it was for SummerSlam. Yeah. And he he was just kind of like, "Well, this and this and that. You smell him cooking." And then I was like, that's pretty funny. All yeah. right. Yeah. Little did yeah, I know, he would make it the most overused yeah. catchphrase in the history of wrestling.
1: I remember he, either on one of his DVDs or reading an interview, he got that from his grandfather. And I'm not sure it was High, High Chief. Chief. M- M- no, M- M- no, I think M- it was, it was I think the other it was, one. Huh? Yeah, yeah, from Rocky's side, huh. Rocky Johnson's side. And he would always say that. He'd be like, oh, you, p- you smell what I'm cooking? And they just stuck with The Rock. And obviously, it's a, an amazing hmm. catchphrase. So, Well,. <clears throat> screw the rock hey now he's one of the best of all time Yeah, you know i talked to martin there yeah you know who we just did talk to we did just talk i to told Dolph you I, I well i told you assholes you got a good one two punch yes. right there we martin talked to thomas. martin
0: thomas hey martin thomas was a damn good interview yes god damn that guy was was awesome first right. of all he was a really cool dude yeah and then too, just the stuff man and Jesus man, I swear we've got to have him back seven times. Oh, yeah. To go over some stories. Yeah. I want some road stories. Well,
1: even after uh after uh we went off air, he was like, I'll get you guys into the good stuff next yes. time. If that wasn't the good stuff, <laughs> I know what <laughs> holy like, crap. Man. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be amazing. So yeah, but I told you guys at the at the top of this long ass show we got a good one two punch for you. Yes. Martin Thomas, and then we came hard with that Dolph Ziggler. Dolph. Ziggler. Now, I will tell you the only weird thing about that interview was uh, traditionally in radio, uh, you wear headphones to hear yourself and yes. other people. Yes. And you also sit down. Yes. He did neither.
0: He did neither. <laughs> he stood.
1: He stood and did not want to wear headphones.
0: Yes. And he said that. He said, I, I don't like to sit and I don't like to wear headphones.
1: Well, we do. Because yeah. we're lazy. Well, you and even said we like, okay, well, I'll stand. He's like, nah, you guys yeah, can sit. Yeah, I was like, okay, we're well, like, this eh. is weird. But
0: and I've kind of got to sit because I'm controlling these things here, yeah. and it's hard to do that standing up.
1: Yeah, and I just like to be comfortable. Right now, I got my legs propped up on the other yeah, chair. Yeah, me too. You know, uh,
0: I got mine up on the soundboard because <laughs> I'm, I'm a professional.
1: You are. You are. <laughs> Outside of that, he was really, really awesome. Really cool. It, it took
0: a little while. For him to get into it and realize, okay, these guys are wrestling dudes. I will tell you, you know, this, like, too, uh,
1: before we go in. And I know this has been a long show. And thank you again for listening to all of this. Hopefully you did. You didn't, you didn't fast forward. But uh, I really thought I pissed him off when I was like, and one of the best going yeah, right now. Yeah. He was like, one of the one best? One of the best, huh? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. That's yeah. <laughs> that's my first thought. I was like, we haven't even got a question in and I've already pissed him yeah. off. You know. At first when he came in here, I was
0: a little worried. I was like, oh, man, he looks like he's not really he- wanting to be here. And to his credit, he probably wasn't. We yeah. were like his last stop, and he's already been through.
1: Yeah, Johnny he went, Dare. He went down the that.
0: road, yeah, to the other, the competitive station, yeah. uh, the competitor stations down there, probably had to go through two, three, maybe four places. Yep. Comes here.
1: Does the two goes or three. Goes through another
0: one. Uh, we actually. Ah, we got someone bumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a, a radio station here, an actual terrestrial on-air radio station that was expecting him to come and talk to him. We took up too much of his time. He had, to he had run. 10 minutes to get to the TV station to do his gig there. And the guy from that radio said, I won't say which one it is because, you know, yeah. you know he was like, Hey, man, they stiffed us. And we were like, Oh, sorry, man.
1: Whoops. But you know what? Hey, it's we better got for the us. better interview out yeah, of it. Of he course. probably
0: enjoyed this way better than he would have enjoyed that.
1: Right. And, uh, you know, at the start, like you said, he was a little bit, you know, okay, this is number five of eight interviews I'm doing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then he warmed up, and yeah, I like yeah. it, and I love the uh the storyline. The
0: storyline, yes. I just love his stories. <laughs> yeah. Too, like some of his answers to the to the questions. Yeah. It would
1: always. It would be great to get another interview with him because I liked how he mentioned, "Hey, I have vented to Sean Michaels for an yes. hour." Yes.
0: What did you? Oh man, I want to hear. The oh.
1: PR girl wouldn't let us go into that, to but be uh, a
0: fly on that wall. That PR yeah.
1: girl's kind of she's all right looking too. Yeah, yeah, PR girl. You know, hey now. Hey now. She sounds like, she looks like what you think uh, the Google voice sounds like.
0: <laughs> she does not. She has red hair. She's
1: hot. She, <laughs> I'm she's hot. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying she's hot. Oh, characteristic. Yeah, I okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, let's get into the emails. All right. I'm going to let you guess who these two emails came from.
1: Uh, Mop Jockey. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh-huh. And... We haven't got one from Charlie in a while. Yeah. Is that Charlie? No, 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 no. Who we got? Mm, cataclysmic. Oh, cataclysmic. I love that.
0: love these guys, yes. man. These guys are what all of
1: our fans should be doing. Yes, Getting damn us it. us emails. Come on. One email and two dollars. I know more
0: than two of you are listening.
1: Right. Because we see it. We see it. Yeah. There's at least four. <laughs> <laughs> so There's a good number, man. and we thank you. Being Send us an email
0: once in a while. You guys I don't have to send us an email every week. I'm super glad these guys do, because it yeah. keeps us in emails. Right. Somebody else ought to send us an email? Yeah. Again. Or $2. Doesn't even have to and be I'll, wrestling related.
1: And I'll send you back 75 cents. Eh, yeah. $2.
0: I, I won't promise the same. First, we get the mop jockey, who did remind us that we should also be telling people where else they can find us. If you don't just want to go to TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, yes. you can find us. At the moment, to subscribe to us, you have to subscribe to the Trending Topics We're
1: Network. We're working on that.
0: Yeah. Eventually, maybe we'll get our own site, too. We'll put it up in two different places. So if you don't want to hear the other things on the Trending Topics Network, fine.
1: That's kind of the point.
0: Is we're all pulling together so right. that you all you can got, have better things.
1: Yeah, you got, you got at fight the Show movies, Live, You got Fight Show uh-huh. Live. You got us.
0: The real news. The real news. Trending mobile technology. Yes.
1: And if it comes in, be a well-rounded person. If it person.
0: auto-downloads, just delete the ones you don't want to listen to.
1: Or listen to it. Give it a chance and be give a, it a well-rounded chance, yeah. person. Yeah, you
0: never know. You might like it. But yeah. what you can do, if you want to auto-subscribe, you go to trendingtopicsnetwork.com. Right at the top left corner of the page. You'll see something, and you'll see a button that will tell you to subscribe. It's it's in kind of a menu of other things. It's subscribe. There's the player. There's a mobile version. There's share button. It's right under the Trending Topics Network picture logo, right? There you go. So you click on the subscribe. It takes you to a page that has a podcast add to iTunes button. Boom. Boom. A Podbean. You subscribe to Podbean is where it's kind of hosted on. Or they have the feed address that you can copy and paste into your podcatcher, as it were, whatever you have, where you can just yeah. manually enter the feed. So you can copy and paste pretty easy ways.
1: Yes. Hmm? Yes. Or, or you can
0: send can catch TMAC $2, Yes. and he will send you 75 cents.
1: So I can get a water.
0: And he'll also send you a link to the
1: file. Yes. That's a way to subscribe. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. And you can also listen to us on uh, Twitter. It's at table show.
0: Yes. You can listen to it. I've got up. the link there. It, yep. it literally posts every hour.
1: Yes. So if you're, yeah. And then you could also listen to us on Facebook. Uh it's the Spanish Announced Table Podcast. Yes. So Thank you, Mop Jockey, Mop for Jockey reminding for us.
0: Pointing that out. But that's not this email. Okay. This email says <clears throat> Let's set aside the fact that JBL is the GM of NXT and acts like he didn't know who Xavier Woods was. Mm. Does the fact that they brought him up on Raw open the door to him appearing on T V soon? He wouldn't be my choice for people to come up, but I'm okay with it if done right. Mop. P.S. Your dollar is in the mail. Hope it arrives soon. Oh, my God. I hope so. <laughs> if you sent a dollar in the mail, Mop Jockey, what'd you spend on a stamp? <laughs> <laughs> we can set up a uh, you know PayPal account if that'd be easier.
1: We'll get on that.
0: It only really costs you like eight cents. <laughs> So, uh yes, it does open the door to him, and we talked about this, you know, with the news and stuff. Um, he wouldn't be my choice either.
1: No. I no. don't even think he I,
0: I don't he's not know the top I, five. I, I don't for know me. that I'd hang on to him
1: in, in NXT. Yeah.
0: You know? What? I mean and nothing against that guy. I'm sure he's a cool guy and nice guy. But I just don't see it.
1: I'm like, yeah. I think what they did is, hey guys, here's a wrestler that you don't watch on a show that we really like. Give that a chance. I well, think that's what it was doing.
0: And the whole thing, though, is to bring him up now, it has to be in this storyline. Right. And the storyline's already cloudy.
1: And stupid.
0: Already a little overdone.
1: I just think it's much. a, hey, guys, here's a wrestler. uh it's on a show you probably don't watch, yeah. so give and that probably a shot. you don't cause care cause about yeah, Well, because yeah. maybe you're interested in this storyline. It'll get moved to this show, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. I don't think it'll be moved up. I think it was just an attention grabber for NXT. That makes sense. Thanks.
0: Yeah, mom jockey. Sending us a dollar.
1: We ain't splitting it. I call dibs. Nope, I already did. Dibs. Did.
0: Dibs. Nope. I said dibs first. I don't care. You no. Know, I checked the mail. Thou shalt not. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, mop Jockey, what's our address? <laughs> you lying son of a bitch. Good job. You Mob got it. Jockey. I honestly got excited there, too. You
1: uh, jerk.
0: No, Mob you're Jockey.
1: One of my favorites.
0: All right. We'll move on to cataclysmic. Yes. He says good day, chaps. Oh, I like she that. says that right here. Yeah, I can read. Good day. You can't read that
1: far away. Hey, I'm college educated. I got good so, eyes. So,
0: it was Eddie Guerrero's birthday last week, and I found myself rewatching his Viva La Raza DVD. Very good. So many great moments featuring Guerrero, but my favorite would easily be Guerrero embracing Benoit at the end of WrestleMania 20. What are some of your guys' favorite Eddie moments? Also, really quickly. Really quick. Okay, here we go. When Sting heads over to the WWE like everyone says he is... Okay, I won't read it that quickly. <laughs> when Sting heads over to the WWE like everyone says he is... Won't happen. Will he be wearing his t-shirt over his gear while he is wrestling The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Just something to think about. Thanks for another great show last week, and keep up the hard work.
1: Kata out. Uh, okay, let me address the Sting thing first. Yeah. I don't think they're, they're going to let him do the t-shirt thing. What I think they'll they do... They like merchandising. Very true. But I think... You know, he might walk out in the T-shirt. Yeah, he always wears the T-shirt. Is there a reason for that? Is it just his fat? fat? Yeah, but I mean, fat. I think they'll do a uh, a costume similar to the Shield, where it's full yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not all hey. the, the bells and whistles of the Shield, but something like that.
0: Here's kind of the thing with it. Like, I get for the... I mean, he's
1: 54.
0: Yeah, he, you know. I I get for the... Uh, The nostalgia purposes and the whole idea that we always wanted that Sting was undertaker match, but like, when was the last time you saw Sting put on a good match? He comes in and he does kind of what Steve Austin was talking about with Xbox. He gets his shit in. Yeah. He comes in, he gets his spots, he gets his yeah. scream,
1: Stinger splash, Scorpion Death drop, Scorpion Death lock. That's it. He had some good matches with Joe a couple of years <sighs> ago. Years. When was the last
0: time you said yeah.
1: yeah, so you know, yeah, but I think he'll get up and you know, look at the same. That's the same thing being said when Hogan was going up against Rock. When was the last time Hogan yeah. had a good match? Now, the, totally different circumstances. Fifty-four, forty-eight. Rock was in this prime. Hogan was trying to prove something because still
0: wrestling though, and still yeah, okay, yeah.
1: yeah. So, but uh, I don't yeah. think he'll come out in a shirt. I think he'll do a Shield type of costume. That's what I say. uh I'll let you go ahead and start with the Eddie Guerrero.
0: Eddie Guerrero, man, God, and we talked about this even mm-hmm. last time. Still, I think my favorite Eddie Guerrero moment was the People's Mullet thing. That's when I first took notice to like, mm-hmm. hey man, Eddie Guerrero's pretty cool, yeah. you know? Like that's what kind of turned me on to because before it was always like, yeah, Eddie Guerrero, all right, and I never really kind of noticed how how awesome Eddie Guerrero really was right. until that moment. But like, I, I mean, so, I mean, so many great matches. Uh, some of the radicals. Mm-hmm. moments uh, mm-hmm. were cool, and more so even in WCW when they were what, the revolution or yeah, whatever they called they them was, themselves yeah. some of those moments were some of my favorites too You know, I mean I kind of like those yeah. but that was more all them together versus an Eddie Guerrero moment right. I don't know, you? Uh,
1: Well, I always remember in WCW the Rey Mysterio-Eddie Guerrero matches, I don't really remember one, I just remember going oh shit that was cool, yeah uh, But in WCW, the moment that stuck out to me is when he was talking about Bischoff, and he's like, here, Bischoff, I'll throw the coffee on me anyhow. Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. This is some real yeah. stuff going on. And I do, up. I guess
0: his moment in WCW when he walked out. Yeah, yeah the, and he the, threw the
1: coffee on himself. Well, because cause I remember
0: him coming out, and he's got the, the bag, and I'm like, what's yeah. he doing? Yeah. Yeah, so I did take notes from there,
4: yeah, yeah.
1: That was, that was the first time when I was like, whoa, this is some cool, edgy stuff. In WWE, uh, the stuff I loved from him, I really liked the Eddie Guerrero China stuff.
3: Yeah, I thought that was
1: funny, Mamacita, and she was like, she was kind of hot at that time. Like, let's be honest, she was a little bit hot. Don't give me that look. She was passable. She was, yes, passable. Yeah, like a pass. No, and uh, I like the (laughs) Mamacita and all that. Uh, you need to have
0: your head examined.
1: I was saying, no, I'm not saying she's like a knockout, like
0: you know. She might have been passable in that in that time frame. You were still young and had raging hormones.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying she's a a a, a woman now. She looks like a woman. Yeah, she looked
0: it, like a woman. Womanish. Yeah. At that time. Uh,
1: yeah, she looked like a woman. Yeah, that's she'd what had I'm enough
0: saying. facial reconstructive right. surgery to right. give her cheekbones.
1: Yeah. So she's a woman. That's what I'm saying.
0: She ended up looking like the damn mask.
1: True. (laughs) But I liked liked the stuff he did with China and the Mamacita and all that stuff. Uh, And the Latino Heat. Latino Heat heat was always
0: some of my favorites, yeah. Uh, The song, I mean, them coming out in the cars and him shaking. I always loved his little shake, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when he'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I loved when he won the title from Brock Lesnar and the frog splash he landed. Um, I I,
0: Lie, I Cheat, I Steal was a great promo when it started that song, Yeah, yeah.
1: I actually WrestleMania 20 for Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, excuse me. I actually didn't like. I didn't like that Kurt Angle Eddie Guerrero match. I hated that the yeah. shoe pops off and it fools the Olympic gold medalist. I didn't like that. I do like the embrace at the end, whatever. Yeah. But that's not something I think of with Eddie Guerrero. And then fun I, fact. Yeah.
0: Uh, it might have been one of the first times they offered it, but it's the first time I did it. They offered you could purchase the pay per view online. And it was a little bit less than purchasing it as an actual pay-per-view, mm-hmm. but this is what twenty. I mean, this is 2002-ish, 2003. Yeah,
1: 2003.
0: It buffered. It stopped. <laughs> it was grainy. <laughs> I was pissed yeah, off. Yes.
1: Uh, And then the other thing that I think of with Eddie Guerrero... Fun fact. Right, fun fact. I was pissed off. Yeah, fun fact. (laughs) Big shock. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Is the uh, ladder match he had with Edge on SmackDown. Ah, yes. Those are are my Eddie Guerrero matches. And then obviously when he passed away, I remember where I was. I was living in Atlanta at the time. I was Uh, in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I lived in Atlanta. I saw it on WWE.com. Uh, I called my friend in Kansas City to make sure that I was seeing it right. The,
0: and the then,
1: I, then I bought that DVD and I watched it like three times how, in a row. How
0: they spent raw, I was in tears so many times from watching people talking. It was so fresh. It was like that day or yeah. the night of, mm-hmm. or the next night, and they were just having people interviewed throughout Edge the day really and like broke down. So yeah, did Law. and it was the, yeah because that's when I found out who really was his friends. Sean yeah. Michaels even. Yeah. I mean, like, just, I mean, everybody in tears, like, I mean, that was such an emotional night. And
1: a spinoff, to go along with this email, a spinoff that I remember, too, is in my fantasy matchmaking, you know, how we were talking about with uh, Sting and Undertaker, one of the matches I always wanted to see was Rey Mysterio versus Shawn Michaels. Mm, You never saw it. Yeah. The only time I believe that they did it, at least on TV, was for the tribute match. For Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And that was a great match. And I think of that, I associate that with Eddie Guerrero as well.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, and that was, because those two came came so kind of back, I mean, that, they weren't back to back, obviously, but they felt like, in the long scheme of things, how long I've been a fan, those two deaths, Benoit and Guerrero, came so close together. Mm-hmm. And to see those two emotional, and they had similar friends, so you saw the yeah. same people like... Jericho. Like, God damn, we're doing this again. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. what we're, we're doing this again. You know what I mean? Like, you could just mm-hmm. see... The pain emotion, and that's kind of one of those where, like, you connect with those
1: people, right?
0: Like, they stop becoming just people on your TV. You're mm-hmm. like, Christ, man. these are people who live and have lives, yeah. and they have just lost literally one of their best friends in the world, and then another one,
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, boom, boom,
0: man, Eddie like that. Guerrero. But yeah, those such are such a my... shame, too. I mean, that he was cleaned up,
1: yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like he got punished for doing the right thing, yeah, you
0: know? like his body couldn't take any more That he. yeah.
1: Why uh, are you trying to auto-correct this? Keep doing the bad shit. You know, that's what his body was saying know, almost. Man. But those are my Eddie Guerrero ma- uh, moments. I-, I really liked the edge yeah. match. Uh, hey, thanks for making a
0: sad, it. Kata.
1: Yeah, I know. Thanks for
0: making us sad.
1: <laughs> no, but some...
0: it is good. I mean, it's it's kind of relevant with his passing being the anniversary of that recently. And...
1: and one thing I always think of every time I see Vicky is, man, because remember Eddie said, Vicky, you ain't yeah. doing this. Yeah, it would have been so amazing now to see those two now. It would right be now.
0: weird if you could like do the time travel thing and just kind of like, like the wormhole kind of like, yeah. like see how where we'd be in 2013 had that not, because mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero would be older, maybe not wrestling as much, maybe be a part timer,
1: maybe a, a an like agent. a Chris Jericho
0: style, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. An, agent. an agent, maybe yeah, maybe he would have been injured and wouldn't have been able yeah. to work now. Who knows? And Vic Guerrero never on TV, yeah, never and the so, heel. So the Edge uh, Letting, rub that she gave him. Yeah. The Dolph Ziggler rub she gave him. Mm
1: -hmm. Be interesting. The AJ. You know, AJ Lee and her. Yeah, yeah. Would Chavo still be around in the WWE? Benoit.
0: Yeah, Benoit.
1: Doesn't go Uh, crazy. I
0: don't know, man. The what ifs. But he was definitely one of the greatest.
1: One of the greatest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So much to so many people. Definitely. But we mean so much to so many people, too. Whoa.
4: Whoa.
1: They're not even giving us a dollar yet, so let's wait till they give us some dollars. Mob Jockey said it's
0: coming in the mail.
1: He doesn't even know the address, damn it. Maybe he does.
0: The internet, you can find anything on Google.
1: That is true. So,
0: <laughs> hey, you call him Mob Jockey a liar? No, I would I did never. earlier, I called him a lion, son of a bitch. But I didn't mean it, Mob Jockey, please don't come <laughs> kick my ass and shove a mob handle up my, yeah. well,
1: anyway. So, that's the Spanish Announce Table. What the hell? An episode that we had, man. Martin Thomas, Dolph Ziggler, some great emails, some great headlines. God dang, we killed this one. We
0: knocked this show out of the park. It was seven hours long,
1: Yeah. but we did it, Yeah. and you loved it. Yeah, you listened to this on your way from L.A. to New York. I think (laughs) this is going to
0: make you want to send us a dollar.
1: Yep, and I'll give you 75 cents back if you send us two. If you send me three dollars,
0: I'll promise not to play Kofi Kingston's music. (laughs) (laughs) Spanish Announce Table, we'll see you back next week for Lucky Number 13 on the Trending Topics Network. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com.